to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Harvey Gladden. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to... Yeah, let's just roll with this one. Okay, I like let's it. Let's go with that. Um, yeah, that's our fourth time recording the intro. Can't even say our goddamn names. <laughs> but uh, coming up on this episode, we got a review of The Post. Some other stuff that we're going to be uh, talking about that we watch in the week. You're also going to be talking um, Oscar baits and some some other stuff, right? Do you guys want to do that other topic as well? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we have uh, another topic that we've been juggling, but we may or may not dive into it. But uh, anyways, how was everybody's week? How was your week, Steve? Uh, it's been very long. Uh, I did not throw up this morning mm-hmm. in my classroom. You sound terrible. Well, it's because I just—I'm trying to find my voice right now. You know when you're trying to find your character, it like your you're voice. Trying to do like an ASMR thing. I don't really like it. Yeah. Oh, you don't know that though. You just did the movie voice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if well, anyone's doing voices right now or trying to discover themselves, you know, I thought you would, you know, appreciate this or respect it. Okay. But uh, it's been a very long week, and uh, I did go out last night and uh, had a couple beers and. Uh. uh I was pretty drunk watching a movie, and, uh, you know, it was a very interesting night. I didn't throw up, so that was a highlight. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, did throw up twice this morning, <laughs> but I, I uh, realized something. I feel like there's a recurring pattern in our material, and <laughs> it's starting to span over weeks where vomit is being mentioned. It's consistent right. at least once. Someone. Uh, this is not who we are. Well, this is not who I am. This yeah, is who. Same. I, I haven't thrown up in like two years. Me and really? Sean are going through a path of self-discovery. Well, I'm notorious for throwing up. I, I throw up when I'm not even drunk. <laughs> but um, I don't have a problem or anything. I'm not bulimic. Is but, that um, what people say? Oh, there goes Sean. He throws up a lot. Do you lot. remember that one time when I threw up sweet tea? I'm, yeah, I was there. Yeah. I've and I watched it. I threw up a few times. And it's all I, um, <laughs> I have yeah. a great memory of uh, taking Sean. You know when you get a, a friend from a foreign country and you're like, let's take him here. He's American now. So we decided to take Sean to uh, CC's Pizza, All You Can Eat. And uh, he, did, he didn't sit well with him. He, he proceeded to throw it all out in the... Uh, the parking lot, which caused me and the other person I was with to also throw up yeah. <laughs> because of his. Throw I mean, up. CC's is gross. Yeah, CC's is gross. Yeah, it's a great place. We went to fucking Steak and Shake one time and he threw up in the parking lot as yeah. soon as we walked outside. He can't handle this just American that, diet. Yeah, it's honestly this very, very American food. But I realized something about myself. Um, when I am drunk and I have a headache, uh, throwing up actually fixes that immediately. I agree. Yeah, that helps me out, and I can fall asleep right afterwards. Usually on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a eventful night. We didn't really do too much. Had a couple of drinks. Yeah. What about uh, you, Shoma? How was your entire week? Uh, besides drinking with you guys last night, I mean, didn't do too much. Mm-hmm. Steve, jog my memory. What did I do this week? I feel like we hung out. Did we hang out? I saw you a lot. Yeah. I remember seeing you at one point during the week, at least at least twice. Twice. Well, it's, it's getting worse every every week that goes by on the show. I just seem to have a problem remembering the entire week before. It's because we're rushing through, just trying to get to this sweet sweet day when we record. By the way, we're not recording our usual day. No. Oh yeah, I, forgot sa- I was going to mention Saturday that it night. is Saturday night. Uh, well, I don't think it has any uh, importance. Yeah, it does, man. <laughs> This is gonna be a very the kids say lit episode. We're yeah, gonna get, we're gonna get. It's a Saturday wild. night vibe. These guys are already drinking. Harvey has what? What is that, Harvey? Yeah, what are you it's drinking? It's a Harvey? Koenig. It's a uh-huh. German Pilsner. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking, Thomas? Oh, I'm I'm drinking an, an energy drink. I'm not drinking alcohol. What are you drinking, Sean? I'm drinking a um, glass bottle Coca Cola, the classic. 
quite a quite an eclectic group of beverages. And I'm drinking sure. fish semen, which is nigori. Okay, it just looks like it. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Though. It's delicious. Though. How was your week, Harvey? Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I was sick for a good portion of it though, so that wasn't too great. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm over that now. I'm ready to uh, live my best life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Being sick is just the worst thing in the world. Uh, there's so much I'd rather do than be sick. Yeah. How, how often do you get sick? Uh, not too often. Um, usually like probably once a year, maybe. Uh, I, I get it about five times this year. God yeah. damn. I haven't been sick in so long. Yeah, that happened to me when I moved here, too. I yeah. think there's just a lot of germs in New York. A lot yeah. of people. Everyone tells yeah. me that. If you take the subway a lot, I feel like you're more prone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it does build up your immune system after like a year or two. And then yeah, I'm going to move back to a small town and be like a superhuman. Yeah, basically. <laughs> You'll be like Superman. <laughs> My God, look at him. I just realized something. Whenever we go around the table and ask you guys how your week was, it reminds me of like elevator talk, like a Monday morning office environment. Like, how was your weekend, James? And it's like that seems from that scene from Forty Old Virgin when he's talking about making the egg salad. Oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> like very mundane, Monday, like, dry yeah, we didn't do shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. I guess we don't ex- like lead exciting lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to give do. that away. We 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 do exciting things from time to time, but I feel like you know we work a lot. Yeah. And uh, I don't have any interesting stories from work because it's a slow season and Fashion Week is slowly creeping up, and I'm gonna want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, gonna, that's, that's going to happen, We're all on too. the come up, you know, so we're getting there. Yeah, I've got some exciting uh, news from last night. What happened last night? You got late. Mike's fucking up. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> I was texting you, and I was going to meet you guys up. Uh-huh. But um, I actually ended up sleeping instead, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh, passed out when, uh. Mm-hmm. Wait, that, that's the news? Yeah, you're, that's the news. You're notorious for doing that, though. Am I? Yeah, I can't, I can't. Count on my uh, hands how many times you ruined the night by passing out. He has, he has text, <laughs> he has text <laughs> collapse. As soon as he yeah. texts someone, he's like, I'll be there in five. I fell asleep with the phone in my hand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You guys want to jump into some films here? I think it's only right. I mean, they came here for movies. Mm-hmm. Did they come here for movies? Did uh, we come here for movies? I don't know anybody. If you're listening and you prefer the banter over the rest of the show, that's not uh, what I've been telling everybody. What's that? I'm not about the movies. So they're probably not coming here for the movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I mean, if you enjoy the banter more than the movies, maybe we'll, we'll do a second show of just banter. Okay. <laughs> so it's just noise. I just listen, noise I listen, in their ears. No, I listen to some shows like that. I like banter. <laughs> I'm a fan myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm down to talk movies, the, the original goal here. All right, cool. So let's jump into Harvey. Um, did Harvey watch The Boy? I know he lost the game the last boy? week. Or A Boy, sorry. The Boy. Well, The Boy is a movie I saw. That's a horror film. It's a horror movie. Um, I heard it's yeah. really bad. There's a situation with The Boy, or with Boy. Um, you didn't watch it? I did watch it. Ooh. However. He watched the horror movie. <clears throat> no. About probably probably 20 minutes into the movie, I realized that I had seen it before. <laughs> so um, I just completely forgot. <laughs> I was like, this looks really familiar, but then I thought that it was probably the trailer that I was remembering, but no, I totally saw that How movie. How do you forget that you saw the movie? I forget a lot of movies. What do you mean? So you literally, so you didn't, so I feel cheated. I feel wronged. All right, Harvey I mean, owes I, I, Steve a movie. No, I watched the movie. He, I don't know the movie. So I, 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 I'm like going to review the movie. I just you can get a goddamn review. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to get a polygraph in here because uh, I don't know if maybe he picked that. 
he said okay, knowing that he already saw it, and he would just pull this. Yeah, I like why where you would go. I, with this. Why would I rewatch it? Well, you didn't have to. You could just lie about it and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen it." Then you have a free week. <laughs> I, well, I rewatched it. So, um. and next time we're gonna want video proof. So, how did you think about it? Still, yeah, does it hold up? I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it held up. Uh, yeah, I read you know, this uh, I I might have had. A, a memory where I mean you might have talked about this movie. Yeah, we probably did. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. This way now you're remembering this. Yeah, it's all coming back. Fuck, we're boat naked. And um, <laughs> oh wait, that's no, not it. Uh, set on the east coast of New Zealand in 1984, boy, an 11-year-old child and devout Michael Jackson fan, gets a chance to know his absentee criminal father, who has returned to find a bag of money he buried years ago. Yeah, this is um, I don't know why, I don't know how I forgot that I saw this movie, but. It all came back to me slowly, and um, the it was still pretty great to watch it again. If I'm honest, um, I didn't remember every detail, and it was um, some of it was very new to me, I guess, to a degree. But um, yeah, we're introduced to a guy, to a little boy named a uh, boy. His real name is, I believe, uh, Alamein. Yeah, which is the same name, same father, name, same name, same name as his father, who's played by Taika Waititi. Uh, this film is also written and directed by Taika Waititi. I should mention. Um, we, boy is a uh, parentless his dad is a uh, we don't know where his dad is in the, in the beginning of the film and uh his mom we learned that she died years ago uh giving birth to his little brother and he lives uh kind of on like a uh in a rural house in the middle of nowhere and he has like a goat for a pet and he lives with all his cousins and uh they all live uh in their grandma's house and um he is obsessed with michael jackson and uh, we see a lot Lots of fantasies where he imagines his dad as Michael Jackson. And um, just in general, there's a lot of uh, fantasies in this movie um, from his perspe- perspective and from the perspective is, uh, of his little brother. And the ones in his, from his little brother come out in the uh, form of drawings. And I think that's really interesting. This movie actually reminds me a lot of, uh, kind of in retrospect, it reminds me of um, The Florida Project and a few other movies that are told from the perspective of kids. And because they're told from the perspective of a kid, they seem less sad uh, than the stories truly are, and they um, add an element of uh, fantasy to the mo- to the uh, to the movie as well. Yeah, which, like um, a sense of whimsy. Yeah, and that helps to definitely lighten the like the the actual emotional burden that these uh, kids are feeling, because they uh, they come up with these uh, fantasies about their lives that obviously aren't true, but they're they're so. Um, they're so great that they help the kids uh, kind of forget their situation or give themselves an, an alternative uh, life to live. And that's uh, what he has done for, for his uh, father because he, he has no idea who his father really is or where his father is. But uh, his father eventually comes into his life. He just shows up one night randomly. And uh, all of these stories that he's told other kids about his father, he slowly realizes how wrong he was about all of those things, and he, um, he, I don't, yeah, I feel like it's not just being wrong, but it's like realizing the truth. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like you kind of just, yeah, he's, yeah, he's just been lying to himself. Yeah, yeah, he's been deluding himself, and he's been, he's, it's gotten to the point where he's believe, like, believed these, fan, he's told these fantasies so much, yeah. and these stories so much to himself and to people that he's, he started to believe them, and, um, he expects nothing else that his dad could be such an amazing guy and in this great adventurer and this really awesome dude. But in reality, he's not that. And he slowly realizes that fact, even though he's just 
vying for his dad's attention and for his love the entire time. He's there, but slowly he learns that uh, his dad is something else. And we also get to see kind of his innocence uh, and like the goodness in him be corrupted by his father because um, he holds his father in such high regard because of those fantasies he's created in his head that he wants to be just like him even after he meets him and his father's a little bit different than that. He wants to be like him and we slowly see him turn into someone that he's not for a brief period. And that was really fucking sad to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a really, really great movie. It's, uh, it's really funny too. Like there's a lot of, uh, comedy in this and I think most people can enjoy it for just that. But if you want to look past that and see much more, it's a really sad story. And, um, it's something that I really connect with. Um, I think anybody that has a, uh, like a relative or more specifically like a parent that they don't, I don't know, really connect to or some shit or, or, um don't have a necessarily a strong relationship with you can kind of identify with a boy and his struggle to his struggle to uh know his dad as he truly is and um cope with his dad never being there when he was uh growing up um it's a really really great movie it's a really beautiful movie and i think honestly i could probably recommend this movie to just about anybody it's so easy to watch and it's so enjoyable in spite of those difficult elements that it's just a it's just a fun fucking movie and it's <clears throat> I'm I'm glad this held up. Yeah, I was like I was nervous because then I thought he was like, he's like, yeah, I watched twenty minutes, twenty minutes of it. And I remember I watched it and I fucking hated this movie. That's what I was expecting. No, uh, I like this <clears> movie. <throat> I think uh, Tyke is always a safe choice. Yeah. So um, yeah. oh shit. I don't know if I've ever rated this movie, but after the rewatch, yeah, I'd give it a it's a solid four out of five. Cool, good uh, good film. The um. Uh, the specifically the uh the elements that are really fun are the um the fantasy uh segments that i was talking about like there's a like a couple of dance numbers where uh, taika like dances as michael jackson and um yeah i remember those that are just really fucking fun to watch yeah his character even though he's uh kind, kind of a of, shitty person he's a piece of shit but he's also just kind of endearing in a way i think it's because it's taika and he's uh i don't know it's a part of his charm yeah he is a charming charming dude um yeah, it's a good movie. Boy, go watch that shit. Cool. Boy, boy, boy was that Prime. a good film. Oh, man. All right, you got anything oh, else man. you want to talk about? I can't believe you did that, Tom. Uh, not right now. Okay. Um, what do you mean not right now? Like <clears throat> later in the episode or not, not this episode? Not right now, Tom. Damn. I'd rather just do them all right now. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Would anybody right, else like to go? Let's, just, let's uh, start back with Steve. All right, great. So, yeah, I got a lot of stuff that I want to put out there. Oh, uh, gee, let me first stuff. start with uh, my first... Uh, I watched uh, the first half of her, and then, and, uh, and then I turned it off because it made me sad, and then I didn't rewatch it. Uh, uh, I watched a lot of YouTube, and I watched a lot of <laughs> TV. Are talking about YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> uh, really reaching, huh? <laughs> this has been a very, very weird week for me. I haven't watched uh, much films. You just need any. to tell us you haven't watched any movies? <laughs> just tell us so we can move on, please. Uh, no, 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 no. I've watched stuff. They're not traditional films. Okay. They're more like Sean, episodic you shows. You watched Black Mirror. Great. We all have. Sean, what have you seen? Yeah, Sean. Oh, are you for real? You haven't seen it? I haven't seen shit. <laughs> <laughs> like all I right, said, I like watched s- the first half like of her. Steve, Steve had a rough week. Let's uh, let's give him some slack. Let's talk know. about... Never mind. The first half of her? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, how many ho- ta- I just want to ask you guys a question. Yeah. How many times have each of you seen her? I've, this is my second time. Three. 
You've watched it three times? I watched it the what first you, time in theaters. I've probably seen like four or five. Really? Uh, I saw it twice in theaters when it first came out. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, what you call it? Because we saw it in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went to see it again um, at the mall with our buddy Naresh. So this was your second attempt? I mean, I've seen it one time and I loved it. And then I was watching it a second time. But then I realized when I was watching I'm like, what am I doing this to myself right now? Yeah. Such a fucking sad movie. It's funny because I, um, yeah, I've watched it one and a half times too. <laughs> and I, then you give I, up I halfway through. I, yeah, I Wait. gave up. <laughs> really? Why? Yeah, it's fucking sad. I, could, I can't take it. It's way, way too sad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, I, I, I remember the last time I rewatched it was in my apartment in Florida. It was a, a rainy day. Girlfriend was at work. And I just laid on the couch, just sniffling away. <sighs> it's such a good movie. The soundtrack's yeah. amazing. It's it, definitely it's, it really is amazing. What I, I can't, I just can't finish this it. This is actually whenever I need to write something or be inspired by anything, I immediately go to the soundtrack for that movie. Yeah. I learned two songs from that movie on piano. I honestly, like, it's my default soundtrack for just being in the zen zone. When I want to cry, I put that on that soundtrack. <laughs> that too. Well, then let's move on to Sean. Sean, what'd you see? Um, what did I see? Uh, I watched The Godfather Part 3. Um, I had seen this movie on TV a while back. On TV? Yeah, on, on TBS. Cable? In what, 95? What the fuck? <laughs> no, it was like 2004 or something like that when we had TV, and that big square box TV I had in my den. You guys remember? I was 14 in 2004. Holy shit. I was watching these movies, man. They were on TV, and I would always play, like, just let it play and chill. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've been on the Godfather kick. Uh, not too long ago, I rewatched the first, rewatched the second one, and I finished up with the third. I think they put all of them on, on Netflix now, too. Um, I remember this movie getting a lot of hate when it first came out mm-hmm. because um, I, I know that uh, Sofia Coppola, she had a role in it. She, uh, she was placed in there by her father. Uh, she had actually a big role. She plays Michael Corleone's uh, daughter. And uh, I think even that year, the the year the movie came out, she won a Golden Raspberry for best or worst supporting actress. Poor girl. I know, I know. I love. And then I she went Sophie. on to direct one of your favorite movies, which is crazy. I know. The but poor uh, girl. uh, I am I am a fan of this movie. I think it kind of holds up with the entire uh package of The Godfather. I think what happened was it came out the same year as Goodfellas, and what's uh, did it? I don't know. I can't recall. Ninety. Maybe like 91 or something like that. But uh, I remember reading that a lot of people didn't like this movie because it has a weird uh, structure. It's told very uneven, I would, I would say. Uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have any issues with that. But the one thing that I kind of I can't really understand is the character shift of Michael Corleone in this movie versus part one and two. And I think it was 15 years or so uh, apart. And in this movie, he has extreme guilt and... He's pretty much um, donated most of his wealth to like the Ro- the Catholic Church uh, and to the Pope, and he's also all of his partners. He's given them a share, and he's backing out of his uh, gambling companies and just the mafia in general. And this one, he's trying to push to lead a normal life, but uh, every time he tries, they pull him back in, <laughs> which is a famous line from that movie. Um, I understand. Um, but uh, yeah, I I like the movie. I think it holds up. Uh, I would give it a four out of five. If I had to rate it. I think this this is not my favorite, but the, actually the first Godfather is my favorite. I know a lot of people like the second one, but there's something about the first that holds up for me. Especially that thirty minute long uh, wedding scene in the beginning was incredible. Um, second one's good too, Robert De Niro. But uh, yeah, I can see why people didn't like the third one as much. Who plays his nephew? 
Andy Garcia. Oh, yeah, it was Andy Garcia. It's funny, Go too. Figure. Like, Andy Garcia, uh, he looks so young in the movie. He's really Like, young. really young. It's yeah. weird seeing him like that. And w- obviously, when I was younger, I didn't know who Andy Garcia was. But over the years, he's played many roles kind of similar. And I realized he played um, he played the hotel owner in the first Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, uh, he's, uh... Al Pacino played the second one in the second film, which is pretty funny, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, yeah, Al Pacino is in the third one, I think. No, he's in the second. No, he's the casino owner. There's no casino in the second one. The second one's oh, the second one's when they go to like the museum. Fran- like Spain, and it's Vincent the, the Cassell. villain is Vincent yeah, that's Cassell. right, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's thirteen, mm-hmm. and then they they pit them against each other, right? Andy Garcia. No, and he Al- he joins the crew. Yeah, but it was all a trap. Oh right, right, yeah. right. But yeah, Spoiler. yeah. Godfather Part Three. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um. I watched a movie called Literally Right Before Aaron. Uh, I watched it last week, like a day before we recorded uh, the podcast, but I didn't review it. I'm not sure why, but uh, it's a fun little watch. It's a movie with uh, Justin Long, and it's pretty much, he plays the same character he does in every film he's ever been in his life. Uh, He's just a guy down his luck. Uh, He gets dumped by a very beautiful girl, and there's some whimsical comedy there that surrounds him trying to win her back at her wedding, Um, played by Colby Smulders. Uh, I would say you guys should check it out. It's a fun little watch if you don't want to dive anything, dive into anything heavy. You might dig it, Steve. You think this is my jam? Yeah, it's like one of those movies. Like it's not amazing, but it just it's like a it's like it's watch- a void. Yeah, it's like for watchable. a moment in time. Yeah. And there's some good shots of uh, downtown San Fran. Um, there's also um, some Justin Long humor that some people may or may not like. I'm actually a fan of Justin Long. I think. Uh, I think he plays uh, good comedic roles, especially in Strange Wilderness, if you guys all recall his role in that. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's some humor like that in there. I mean, the whole idea of like getting invited to your, your ex's wedding is already like a this setup. the dumbest shit in the world. You don't go. Yeah, exactly. And he goes in the movie and shit, ha- shit hits the wall, but it's pretty funny. Um, Luis Guzman has an amazing role in this movie. It's very short. It's like four minutes. You just said Luis Guzman's and uh, that I'm I'm down, man. Yeah, Sign you should me check it out. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's on Hulu for free if you guys have Hulu. Does anybody have Hulu? I did. I do. There I have go. all streaming services, so I am open to things. Okay, go for it. Do you have Sundance now? You don't have Shutter. <laughs> do you have the Criterion uh, channel? You got Fandor, bro. Uh, I retract my last statement. VRV. <laughs> <laughs> he was expecting us to batter him with all these other <laughs> streaming services. Which you know, we and, are, and the thing is, like, you guys are not battering me because, like, you're trying to call me out. It's because you're trying to get, like, yo, let me get that password. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, let me get. Now we're also actually trying to get that sponsor. Hey, you, you listen to Fandor? All right, that's all I got. You got anything, Sean? Wow, that's all. Yeah, two movies. Oh, we're fucking burning. We're burning the midnight oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get off Instagram real quick. That's uh, the opposite. <laughs> of what we're doing? I know. <laughs> well, it's late. We usually you know record early. Er. All right, let's uh, let's move along then to me. I believe it's the final uh, final review here before we get to the main review. I watched a movie called James White. You guys heard of this movie? Yeah, yes. we, we told you to watch it. You told me. No, we all it? we all told you to watch you it. You all seen it? Yes. No. All right. <laughs> all right. So James White's 2015 movie, a little me, short me and movie. Me uh, Harvey seen that dude. Christopher Abbott. Yeah, in uh, Williamsburg. Yeah, he's I've in. Seen uh, him like two or three times at this point. He was in uh, It Comes at Night as well. He's in a show I've been watching lately, too, called The Sinner. Uh, and he's in Girls. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know, James White. It's, First uh, season only. 
It's uh, written. Kid Cudi. Written and directed by Josh Mond. Mond. Let's go with Mond. And uh, synopsis here. Let's start with Christopher Abbott. You got Cynthia Nixon from uh, Sex and the City. And uh, fucking Kid Cudi with his, his acting being uh, exercised here. Uh, or A.K.A. Scott Miscuddy. Is that how you say it? Miscuddy. Miscuddy? But why is he saying Kid Cudi? Wouldn't it be Kid, the same as Miss Cuddy? Maybe. Okay. Synopsis for this movie is James, a 20-something New Yorker, struggles to take control of his self-destructive behavior in the face of monumentous, or no, momentous family changes. Monumentous. Challenges, sorry. Family challenges. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Uh, right off the bat, I fucking love Christopher Abbott's performance in this. It's on Netflix now if you guys are interested. Um it's a small movie with a ton of heart. It's uh, most of the first act. I was having a really good time getting to know this emotionally battered dude. He's like, uh, he's just got issues, man. The man's got issues. He's broken. And uh, Chris Rabbit does one of the most realistic characters I've ever seen on screen. Like, you know those characters that you, you watch in a film and you're like, well, this character would never exist outside this film. You don't know. Like, you can't imagine what their life is like, you know? Chris Rabbit is like, I, we were probably standing in line with him at the fucking liquor store today. Damn. It's, uh, he's absolutely incredible in this. And uh, he has this kind of a friendship with his mother. You know, he's real close to his mother. The uh, movie kind of starts off with him finding out his dad dies. And then there's like a, a celebration of life at the apartment. And there's some conflict there. His mom obviously has some issues. Um you later find out there's some you know health related problems in his family, and then he has this friendship with uh, Kid Cudi's character. I think his name is Nick in the movie, and you can tell they have like this thing going on where they're like they've been friends since they were kids or something. Do they, do they ever explain that? I don't think so. Right about what their friendship, Kid Cudi. And, I don't remember. I think they're just like just knowing that they're like childhood friends or some shit. Um, basically they're always there for each other, but they're also, you know, there in a, in a way where they like, you know, when Chris, Chris Rabbit's character, uh, James, obviously the movie's named after him, has these, these fucking emotional breakouts, like Kid Cudi's like there to ground him and like slap him around tell him, yo, wake the fuck up, get your shit together. And it's a really good dynamic. Uh, it gets really rough. Third act of the movie. Um, it's kind of brutal. It's hard to watch at times. It was just like, especially everything that deals with the mother. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't want to give anything away, but it's really emotionally uh, gripping, and uh, yeah, there's really not much else to say about the movie. It's it's uh it's definitely worth a watch just for like uh Chris Rabbit's performance alone. Um, there's a scene in, in the movie where he goes to Mexico and meets a girl. It's, it's really good and short scene. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of the, uh, the stuff hits you really hard. Uh, my girlfriend came home and, uh, walked, walked in on like the last scene or something. And she was pretty touched by the, the amount of detail put into, a. it's, it's something she had been around before. I won't say what, but. Does it sound like I'm giving anything away, Sean? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I want I wanted to spend more time with James and his uh, his antics, but you know the movie's about him and his his mother, really. So, yeah, it's really effective, really sad, really gripping. 
I'd recommend it for sure. It's short. Cool. Hour 25. You guys got time for that, right? I started watching this a long time ago, and then I turned it off. Why? Couldn't handle it? Yeah, I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. Damn. <laughs> no, I don't know. I really loved his character. I could watch him all day. He's just, I mean, I wouldn't hang out with a dude, but... <laughs> Does any good character have traits you want to hang out with? I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes. Nah. Every character I happen to enjoy are people that I wouldn't hang out with. Just, like, you like broken, self destructive people? Yeah, they're great. Those are the best people to well, hang out with. They're great to watch. They they emit conflict. That's why you, know? you That's why you hang out with them. No. No wonder you love one. hobos so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hang out with them, though. You right. would, though. Nah. I've seen nose. your vlogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, you got anything else? No. Oh, did you give it a score? No, nah, I'd probably do four and a half. Oh, nice. This, uh, is, this is quite quite a film, quite a little gripping film. I like it a lot. I gave it... Um, kind of feel empty. Cool. I gave it a four on Letterboxd. Yeah, I mean, it's four, four and a half, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I didn't put a lot of thought into that score. But. All right, cool. Any, uh, Harvey, did you have anything else you want to go on with? Mm, no. No? <laughs> All, All right. right, thanks for telling us now. Okay, um, do you guys want to jump into the main review, the post? Just wait, you don't have anything? I mean, I did two he movies. did two movies, bro. I mean, he's the only one that came with his shit together. You don't have any more? Shit, damn. Did a fucking... Man, man, this is, this is a light a week. This is a really light week. That's okay. I mean, I watch a lot of Black Mirror, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's TV. I watch a lot of Vine. Vine? <laughs> you still on Vine? I think we could make podcasts just about those two things. Damn, alone. let's do it. Okay. Black Mirror and Vine. All right, let's Black take a, Vine. Let's take a listen Wait, to that's a different thing. <laughs> that's a way different thing. <laughs> I'm down for that, actually. Sounds great. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about the post. We got a yeah. clip. So, can I ask you a hypothetical question? Oh, dear. I don't like hypothetical questions. Well, I don't think you're going to like the real one, either. Do you have the papers? Not yet. This is a devastating security breach that was leaked out of the Pentagon. The most highly classified documents of the war. The Times says 7,000 pages detailing how the White House has been lying about the Vietnam War for 30 years. The Post, a cover-up that spanned four U.S. presidents, pushed the country's first female newspaper publisher and a hard-driven editor to join an unprecedented battle between journalism and government. Inspired by true events. We got Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Allison Brie, who I didn't know was in the movie until she appeared. She's great, isn't she? She's great. She's great in everything. Yeah, she's, she is she's uh, great. All hail. <laughs> uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, Steve, you want to jump in? There's a uh, bunch of cameos in this movie. Yeah, we got actually. David. You're missing out David Cross David Cro- out of I nowhere. I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Out of nowhere. Wait, I'm like, did, yo, he, is that David Cross? With the comb over? Didn't he, didn't he like disappear for like most some of the movie as well? Yeah. Bob, well, Bob Odenkirk's in this movie yeah, too. Bob, I didn't know Bob Odenkirk was in it. I we didn't know, know shit about this movie. Yeah, we didn't know <laughs> shit about this movie. Uh, so I guess. I, I knew Bob. My Bob. review is going to be super short on my first thoughts. Uh, so I'm just, I wrote one sentence. Like I said, uh, I guess I'll just start this this review saying that last night uh i went to go get a get a beer just one beer at this bar before going to see the movie with thomas and and you guys one you beer, guys went into it very unenthused yeah we were the whole time we weren't too excited because this didn't seem like a movie up my alley it just didn't seem interesting especially three beers in and uh i was four beers in 
and that's perfect movie watching <laughs> setup right there so <laughs> i'm four beers in i i go to the i go to the concession stand we race over to williamsburg cinema get our tickets grab fucking beer sit in the first like what four rows or something like we're pretty like we're on the screen. You should grab beers. How was the I mean, how was the older above fifty white people ratio in your showing? Uh, it was a lot of young, yeah, a lot of young liberals. Oh, yeah? you Me and Harvey had a lot of a lot of old ladies in this movie. Where'd you go? Uh, Regal. Yeah. 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 We had a lot of young, young hipster kids in our in our cinema, which is nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, we sat in the I mean, it's Williamsburg. What the fuck do you expect? Uh, Dude, were you there? Sorry, to cut you off. Dude, were you there when that uh that older couple came in right in front of us with the kids? Maybe the the older lady. She came. She sat down. She's with like some other like um fifteen year old girls or something like that. And then like another older white gentleman comes and he's like, "Hey, is this seat taken?" Like in this voice, like just very. He's like, "Is this seat taken?" And then the older lady goes, "Uh, um, yeah, especially for charming older brothers." And then they all laugh. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" Here? <laughs> what? I did not. I didn't. I I tried with all my whiteness to understand that joke. <laughs> And I it didn't. I was like, dude, am I on a movie set of fucking like Full House? Dude, <laughs> no way, that couldn't happen. That doesn't make that sense. That happened. Ugh. I was like biting my tongue. I was like, what the? What fuck, showing dude? was this? The Post. Ah. The Post. Oh yeah, well, that I'm makes a, sense. I'm on a, like, wow, I feel weird now. Uh, all right, uh, Steve, uh, what do you think of the Post? I'm not done with my fucking story. So we're sitting there oh, okay. getting ready for this movie, and uh, here are my thoughts. So uh, take it with a grain of salt. That's one of the only thing I wanted to say because I was four beers deep. Uh, so, so it's so by the numbers and it hinders uh, the not only performances but also the story. Uh, it's very generic. Uh, I think the most exciting part when we're I, I would say in the it's in the third act where I was like, oh man, it's actually kind of getting interesting. Uh, it has it has. I think there's a good story within this. Like there's a nugget of a good story and a good idea, but I feel like it's so generic and so bland. Like there's no interesting cinematography. There's nothing to really grip you in the first five minutes. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it relies on very cliche, just like I hate to say, it, but just like like it's like older style of filmmaking that we're so used to seeing that it's just like watching it now. It's just like wow, man. Like this is boring. Like, I've seen such great films this year. Like or this past year is just like watching something like this is very lukewarm. Right. Uh, but I would say this: it's not like a horrible movie. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it's just, I think it's, Doesn't, I think it's it's worse. Yeah. I think it's worse because it's just passable because it's not a, it's not trying to do something new or different or interesting with the medium. It's just passable, which right. I think is worse, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, so that's where I leave it. Um, okay. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I get, I, I get it. You get it. You yeah. understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What you about uh, you, Thomas Shomo? <laughs> uh, thank you for referring to me on my. What's your middle name? name? Uh, it's Jeffrey. If you must Jeffrey. know, Thomas Jeffrey Shomo. Sorry, Harvey. That was like the most romantic <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, like there's like a little dinging noise, and it's because his headphones keep knocking against this thing. Um, it's fine. Uh, not really. It's not fun, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to be honest. So uh, the post. Um, not. I. I wasn't excited about it. I mean, I, I went in with the same attitude, kind of. Uh, I do go into a lot of movies like that, so it doesn't mean much. I, I do try to see the most in everything. Truly, 
I mean that. And uh, it sounds really. Sincere. I don't go into things ready to bash it. I mean, a lot of me wanted to bash it. You got Spielberg doing his little thing, and uh, <laughs> he's so cute. Spielberg, so cute, Steve, him and his little scarf that he's wearing in the behind the scenes photos I saw. Man, um, yeah, check it out. He's I'm like, like, what are you with, doing? The, with a baseball hat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm Googling it right now behind the scenes, the post. Uh, and, you know, it, it doesn't. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm tired of Meryl Streep. I mean, I think we all are. Some people out there might love her, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I am for this new rush of Hollywood, new stars, new mindset, you know, and uh, I want to see the changes, and uh, this does give the, give off that Oscar bait vibe, and I think that's why we're going to talk about Oscar bait later in the episode, but uh, that being said, the movie uh, starts um, pretty dry. You know, we have every camera shot is just a fucking dolly in on the character. And it's just trying to, like, feed you this information. And we're not really getting any character development. Like, I don't know anything about Tom Hanks' character. I just know he works there. And he has a wife. That's pretty much it. And uh, you don't know about his history or his past. You know, you got all these other characters like Bob Odenkirk, who's kind of a piece to the whole story. And you don't know anything about him except the fact that he... uh He's there to fucking leak the files, you know, and it, it's just, this is an interesting story, I think. I love hearing about the government uh, being called out on their shit like anybody else, any any good American does, right? But the thing is... Um, no, not every good American does. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, um, what I'm saying is uh, I think there are other ways to tell this story, and... Um, I think this is like a really old Hollywood, like he said, like Steve said about it. It's like an old Hollywood way to try and tell this story, and I I don't really like that. I want a more more neutral standpoint on that stuff. I mean, it it definitely feels like the right time to release that kind of story, given like the current political climate and, you know, our president, a lot like Nixon— Hates the press. He hates the fucking press. I think there's, but like in my opinion, I think there is definitely a way more interesting story about Mer- Meryl Streep's character, and we could have really focused in on that being. A no, I don't care about her character. I but actually, that's what I'm saying. Like that, it's way more interesting. I think. No, I think the actual back- story is more interesting. I think they tried to, <coughs> but they tried to like cover it in the most like fucking generic way. Like the most like, it's like almost like they pass over it. So it's like they barely touch on it. You know. Well, hear me out. I saw a movie similar to this. It won Best Picture a couple of years ago, which I, I just can't fathom why it won. But it's the same bland journalist drama. Um, it's a Spotlight. You guys remember that? Anybody see it? Uh, you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, Never seen it. Yeah, nobody's seen it. And you're not missing much because it's, like, uh, it's just a, a full-on investigation. There's no, there's no emotion, and it's really, it's really dry. Um. And my thing is, what do you guys think about them showing the story from both sides? Like, you could still make Nixon the bad guy, but instead of doing that tropey thing where you film him from outside a window without his face, but, like, what if it was, like, them finding out about, like, this shit? And, like, I don't know. I think there could be more depth there. I feel like we have way too many fucking characters that work for the Post and not enough antagonists, you know? And I feel like that's where you really start to lose, like, you know, the conflict. Like, I want to see more people being embarrassed 
out in the open mm-hmm. instead of just from the journalist's point of view. I get it. And, uh, I, you know, I guess if that's the movie you want to make, you want to do it just from the journalist's point of view, that's fine. But um, I don't know. I think uh, there's more involved in this. I think uh, we didn't get, like, any reactions from American people. We literally stayed on, like, Streep and, and Hanks, you know? Uh, what I noticed a lot was a lot of just... You know, just a lot of white people walking in and out of things, grabbing yeah, the phone, just, and just like, "What's next? What? That's happening? Fucking hang yeah, up!" I mean, it's and then snappy. another scene is just like another scene of someone else walking up. Sir, someone's on the line for you. <gasps> what? Yes, it's it happens like then, almost every ten minutes. Every, every literally every ten and minutes. And it's uh, that happens you know. a lot in the foreigner. <laughs> that's a good yeah. point <laughs> so like uh yeah i mean there's a lot of uh there's not there's not much uh life going on here it's just literally snappy back and forth you know moving along to the next uh next thing next piece of information they had to get across to tell the story overall i think the third act is good i mean i i guess i was kind of like feeling the conflict a little bit it's much like all the money in the world for me i mean it's just they're loading you up with all this like information you you don't much care about and uh what do you guys think about like the subject matter like doesn't it feel like they're not giving you i mean maybe you should just know more to begin with going in but what if you don't like i feel like you don't have much to go off of you're talking about the pentagon papers or the right. actual um i know a little bit about it but i've watched some documentaries yeah, on it yeah but like they don't i mean they don't like tell you what's in that mm-hmm. those papers to know I, I had a hard time measuring the stakes. I mean, they break it down in one crucial scene in the movie. Yeah, it's like, but it's pretty far into the movie, right? I'm talking about the the source scene, and he describes like what what basically all these issues are in this document, this four thousand page document. You think that's breaking it down? I, I mean, that he, that's, he he skims over it. It's like it's just. It's just I so. I mean, I they 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 talk about it uh, throughout the movie, and like they pick they hand pick certain things that they bring up, like Meryl Streep, uh, the meeting that she has with uh, what's his name, I can't remember the character's name, McNamara, McNamara, yeah, and they talk about certain things that I happen. I feel like they dance around a little bit. Yeah, I I I I think yeah, more would be crucial, a little bit more crucial to the plot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying it's shit. It's not a horseshit movie. I mean, it, I don't think anything Spielberg makes could be horseshit. It's like but. it's like, it's it's like I said. It's just passable. Like it's just it does everything that you expect a movie to do. But if you don't watch movies very often, and this is the only movie you'll go see for like you know or once a month, you'd be like, oh, that was amazing. That was the best thing ever. But for me, I just I hate to sound make it sound pretentious, but I've seen so much better, interesting stories done. Even like. Uh, a couple years ago, I went to go see The Big Short. I was just going to say and then, that, yeah. and that's a, based on a true story, and that they made it interesting. Like, yeah, they made they're, me, they're, and, uh, they're, and it's dealing with something that I studied in college that was so fucking like dreary, and like, it's a lot of reading, a lot of yeah, just yeah. like it's arduous. And and even Big Short has a hard time breaking it down. But um, yeah, I'm just saying. My thing is, uh, yeah, this this information, it's like uh, there's too much there, and like. I feel like Wikipedia might be better <laughs> because I don't think Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks are enough to to carry it. No, I li- I, like- I still think this is a passable movie. I don't think it's bad. It's just, um, I mean, if this wins the Oscars, I, I swear I'll never watch it again. I mean, I haven't watched the Oscars ever, so I mean, but I mean, whatever. you know, you see all these new kinds of films winning. It's it's kind of nice, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, Harvey. And I just mean moonlight. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Did we actually talk about what this movie is about? The synopsis. We talked the Pentagon well, papers. We talked about yeah the Pentagon papers. We didn't talk about like what they're what what's in those papers. I, I feel like I should talk about that. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Someone's got to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It'll give some context to the entire uh, review, I guess. Um, yeah, so the Pentagon Papers are leaked by this guy. I believe his name is uh, Sheehan or something. He was a um, an independent investigative report- reporter, and I believe he had access or he like worked for the government at some point, and that's how he had access to the papers. And those papers were, I believe they were a study that were done by the uh, Attorney General and others uh, in the Pentagon. And uh, these studies were to kind of gauge the, I believe, the success of uh, the the, the Vietnam War, and um, you know this overall the strategy and how it was a uh, if it were effective and uh, how it was effective and things of that nature. And but these, uh, but this information was incredibly damning to the uh, U.S. government because. I believe a few years into uh, the Vietnam War, the government realized that the war was not winnable. However, they carried on for years after that, sending over uh, American soldiers in order to try and... um, I believe the main focus at some point became uh, not to spread communism or anything, but to uh, not admit defeat. Right. Pride. Yeah. Yeah, that's... there's a really good documentary that I watched uh, on this issue called "The Most Dangerous Man in America." It's pretty good. Who is is Nixon? Because Nixon's N- just a no, no. You mean the subject? Yeah. No, the subject is the guy who who spilled the, the secret. Oh right. Who released the papers? Daniel okay. something. Sheehan, right? Um, but well, the the movie deals with some guy named Daniel something. Okay. Well, now that we have that out of the way, uh, I don't. know. It's kind of hard to talk about my thoughts on this movie um i don't know i'm gonna sound a little bit racist but i'm just tired of uh movies about old white people <laughs> doing great things for the country i don't know no i, I agree like with you uh, it's just very boring yeah i feel like that's very uh indicative and very i don't know it, it, that's that's an easy way to tell if you're dealing with a uh, oscar bait just old white people doing great right. things for this country very uh, so, patriotic so things, yeah. So brave, yeah. Things like that. I, it's it's getting really really I, annoying. I didn't mention. Fuck. I meant to say that like, not only do you not get per, uh, perspective from the antagonist, but you don't get perspective from the working people of America who like put their trust in the government. And I think that would have um, been like. Imagine if you went back and forth between maybe even the soldiers there. You know. Yeah. Everyone in this documentary is it. They're pretty important, or not in this documentary, in this movie, are pretty important people. And um, we only see their perspective. Yeah, their, their perspective of the story and of uh, like the repercussions and uh, ramifications, everything that happens Be- afterwards. I'm so sorry, but like I forgot Tom Hanks' character's name. Do you guys remember? Uh, um, ben? Banks? Ben, was it? I no, that's I think it, like is, Hanks. it is Ben. It's Ben something. Ben, ben something. So, like, in all actuality, like, actually looking at his character, and like, from what I understand the movie, I might. Some people might say I'm dead wrong, but it seemed like it wasn't important for him to get the truth out there and to like have freedom of press. The, the, the most important thing was for him to get the scoop. He just didn't want to be beat. It didn't seem like he wanted 
he didn't care. Like, I feel like that's the impression I got. I've got I think that his motivation over time changed. Like, uh, once he found out that there was a um, injunction. Uh, yeah. I've got yeah, some, I don't know. I've got some thoughts on that. But, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just throw it out there. Maybe they just well, maybe clarify. He actually, at one point, he mentions uh, his conversation with Jackie Kennedy after John uh, Kennedy was assassinated. And he says that she, oh, yeah, yeah. she told him that none of, None of the things that she says is supposed to go in his paper. Yeah, yeah, like this that. is not going to be on the he, front line. Yeah, and he said page. he felt heartbroken because he thought that they were friends. So that made me look at his character in a very different light because it made me look like he was kind of uh, like salty in a way. Yeah, like they they don't treat they don't they're not our friends, so we're not going to treat them as friends. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it was something that was that he was leaking because it had to be. Uh, told to the American public, it seemed like something like, oh, they, we are not, I don't know, like they don't like us or something like that. Like it was more like a, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it seemed like he was doing it from, uh, I don't know, more from a vindictive yeah. standpoint than an altruistic standpoint. That's the scene you're talking about where he's breaking it down to Meryl Streep's yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that more or less that seems about trust. Like he yeah. doesn't trust anyone in yeah. government anymore because yeah. of that conversation he had with Yeah, but I think it was Bobby. Kennedy. Yeah, but that's like a I don't know, that's I had a problem with that. It's like a very uh fickle way to look at it and it's it's strange. I don't know. Like for that situation to change his entire attitude about about the government, it, it it's like a complete it make it makes no sense. It seems like a fallacious uh You guys uh um, excuse. Anybody see Snowden? No. Yeah, I did. No. I think Snowden was a much better <clears throat> told story. I don't think that movie is that great, but uh, story-wise, I think, character-wise, I think you, he seems more of a hero. <laughs> I don't, right. Let's, I feel like we should talk like more structurally about the film yeah, in terms I, of like its even... failings, because I think that's the problem. I think, like, like I said, like there's a nugget, there's a nugget of a good story here, and I feel like it just doesn't come up. But uh, I feel in terms of like structurally, like I just think it was just told in a very like just boring way, like a very it's generic, so, like so straightforward. Yeah, it's um, overall, I think it's a very boring movie, not only how it's shot, but the the manner in uh, which it's shot, like the the content of the movie. It's characters, um, dialogue. Yeah, everything's everything's so by the book and so classically hollywood and spielberg it's i don't know maybe early like late 70s early 80s it would be new but at this point everything's very old and it's very overdone um what this movie does try to do is uh reach onto some uh topical ground like uh i don't know making nixon comparable to uh to trump i think that's obviously something they were going for and uh for trying sure. to you know reinforce the uh importance of freedom of press and but there's also that dynamic of uh uh women's empowerment that uh i, I, feel, I, like definitely skimmed, felt. I feel like he skimmed a little yeah, bit yeah i think that one is a little bit more uh downplayed than the uh i think that's the more interesting the story one. yeah i think that would have been I think more they interesting force story. it sometimes you know there were some moments it just didn't because yeah, that's, it was because it was they're trying to fit these two ideas together where it just didn't seem to work like it's just I think if they would have focused, if they would have had a main character, if we would have followed Streep's character from beginning to end and see her struggle and follow her 
her day to day of like dealing with this problem, I think it would have worked. But the problem, it's just it's jumping around too much. It's jumping around to all these yeah. characters, and they want all these characters to be fucking clever and have clever dialogue and have these like cool scenes. That's because they're all heroes. They're all old white heroes, and they want them all to have, <laughs> have a, a time in the light. There's um. Was there I, any black person in the movie? No, I didn't see one. I see. I saw. I saw. I saw one at the talk. end. They didn't talk. They didn't say. Oh, he was the UPS guy. What UPS guy? He was. He's like, excuse me. You know which floor is the press room? That guy wasn't white. That was that was white. I mean, guy. that wasn't black. That wasn't a black. I thought he was black. No, he was wearing a brown suit. He Were was, you drunk? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was, I thought that was a black dude. No, that was no. not a black dude. So the only person <laughs> oh, of color they couldn't was even do that. There really? was there was two people. There was a woman who was talking to Meryl Streep's character. She worked for the government. She was. I don't think she was white. She probably was. Mixed. Yeah. She looked. She looked uh, mm-hmm. Arabic too. Or yeah, she looked yeah. Which which was strange. I was like, how? There's no way. And then, uh, yeah, uh, that was that. That's my. That was one of my thoughts. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was another woman in the press hearing. I don't want to make this a race thing. I just, uh, I just noticed that. Well, to be fair, I mean, there probably weren't a lot of black people. Yeah, well, that's for the that's post. exactly that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So I it's probably, it's a, it's probably a good accurate. Point. Yeah, but I mean, it, they didn't have to. Like, they could have. I don't know. It, they could have uh, brought in the perspectives of people that didn't right. work for the post. And that's what I said. I mean, yeah. I feel like I would have liked to see perspectives of. People who fought in the war, people who the working class who trust their government or feel deceived. Yeah, I'd like to see the perspective of the villains, you know. But yeah. uh, we only see them like uh, through uh, a window. Well, yeah, through <laughs> no, the, that's uh, true though. Through that's the protests and stuff, there's constant protests everywhere, but we never actually hear anything from those. people. Yeah, what what are they protesting? You, you guys notice that awkward scene where uh, Meryl Streep comes out of the uh, the courthouse? Oh, and there's like women that, that are like, like forced. Dude, that was so forced. Yeah. I felt like Look, the women like looking her. at her like she's my hero. Oh, but that was but the thing. The problem. The reason that felt so awkward is because that was it's a manufactured moment in cinema. Like it wasn't Dude. built up. It was not. It wasn't trickled down to the whole movie. <sighs> Let me mansplain this oh, to you right now. All right, and there was another <laughs> scene too with her and her daughter. Like that scene felt like from a different movie. Like. It felt like, or if, like I said, the movie I was talking about where we get to know con- Meryl Streep's character. the context of the scene? The context of the scene where she was, uh, her and her daughter were talking while they're putting the kids to bed and she was explaining about her going to the post for yeah. the first time. And, oh. I could give know. a fuck less about stuff like that. But the that's movie. the thing, like, that seemed like that should have been in a different movie because it just didn't seem, it felt so out of place. I was just right, like, right. they're getting, it's so emotional and you're like, oh, this doesn't seem right here. Um, let me, let me comment on, uh, just filmmaking wise, not not the story. Um, I uh, most of the, like the first two acts, I did feel like I was watching uh, a stage play, and uh, that may sound because that camera's just stationary enticing. the entire time. <laughs> no, I was moving. It was doing little dolly shots. I remember. I'm one talking scene about. He was doing. He was doing. Like, he was doing the Spielberg one take. He kept like moving it around a bit. I don't know. I didn't see doing. a lot of that. I did uh, know what I was saying is like the way they're delivering lines. It felt kind of stage play. Like didn't feel natural like on like I'm used to on film, uh, yeah I, that really bothered me. I, you know I thought uh, was it how they were projecting? Or was it what do you mean? Like the way they would like deliver the information to the audience. Like it didn't feel natural whatsoever, and that kind of plays into like the characters. I feel like I I don't really I can't 
you know, infer anything about these characters besides what's going on in their life right now. And like Tom Hanks' character, I mean, like they're just they like she meets he meets Streep at a dinner table. Their first meeting together, they're having this like back and forth, and it just doesn't feel natural at yeah. all. I mean, maybe that's how rich, cunty white people talk. <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I've, I've, you know, I didn't get much. My white privilege never got me in with that crowd yet, so uh, I'm not sure how they talk. But yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like the delivery of the lines. Is what I'm saying. I think you know these old guys, Ridley, Ridley Scott, and Spielberg. Tell me, man, getting senile. <laughs> Attack on old people part two. It's not like all right. I would say this. It's not like going to see that. It's just like it's just like they have a way of doing things. Yeah, and it hasn't changed. And they don't involve. They don't. Yeah. Let me they ask don't you look. Something. I feel like they don't watch movies. Do you, yeah, that's, that's the just shit. Do you think that's Spielberg, exactly what it feels like? They don't watch movies now. I already, like, know, I already know what you're about to say. Do you think Spielberg yeah. watches? Uh, no, I was gonna say. But I will say if you want me to. (laughs) Please say what you're going to say. If you want me to say, do you think Spielberg saw American Honey? (laughs) No, do you think he watches these these new movies that are like sweeping, like Call Me By Your Name, Moonlight, Lady Bird, stuff like that? I don't know. And try to like, 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 because that's the thing. As a creator, you need to be like, oh, this is, it's like, all right, it's like when I, you know, I write from time to time. And when I write, my writing has changed over the years because I've read other people's work and understand like oh you can do this this is such an interesting technique like, I like can do for that. instance and I've, you evolve I've, from what you originally were for instance since black mirror came out i threw away every script i ever wrote <laughs> uh, this is all horseshit <laughs> didn't realize Fuck. oh man because a lot of the scripts i wrote were black mirror but not mm. good <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just not as good versions of black mirror episodes fuck crinkle so Sean, you've been a little quiet. For yeah, you've been. Quiet. I'm just taking it all in. I yeah, like you always to, take I'll, it all. You in. made a comment. I'm tired of this shit. When we were drinking before the movie, <laughs> this sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, you, you made a comment. What oh was yeah, the comment? I remember. Um, <laughs> say it. So I went to the movie with Harvey. Wait, what did I say? Cause I was just gonna tell you, you that said, I, I dropped lid for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, you did drop lid, but you also said that Spielberg lost his edge. Oh yeah, uh, I was gonna mention that. Uh, Spielberg has done some great movies in his life. We all know this. Uh, um, Indiana Jones. Sp- Spielberg uh, did one of my favorite histo- historical dramas of all time, uh, Munich. And since then, uh, he also did Catch Me If You Can, which is incredible. Um, I think since those films, he's lost his edge. Uh, he doesn't take any risk anymore in terms of characters, mainly characters. Uh, I feel like he, he in the past, he, he, he's not known for writing his own films. But in the past, he has altered other people's scripts to to work with his style, and I feel like he doesn't do that anymore. I feel, most of these stories that he that he has been telling over the last few years are so cookie cutter, and the style of like dollies and tracking that's always been his style. Yeah. But in this movie, it just seems like it's not dynamic at all compared to a film like Munich or uh, Catch Me If You Can. Um, even like the last few films that he's done, uh, Lincoln. Uh, Bridge of Spies and the BFG, all of those movies all seem uninspired, and it don't have that Spielberg touch to it. Yeah, Spielberg. Magic. Spielberg was incredible, in my opinion, incredible at directing like his stars. Like, if anything, he's really good at putting a person on frame and getting like a certain like performance out of that person. With these movies, I feel like he just sits back and he just agrees with everything and with the producers or whoever maybe. 
But uh, yeah, since then, I think he he's lost his edge and uh, he doesn't take any more risk. Uh, with this movie, uh, I watched The Bridge of Spies last year. And I kind of feel the same about that with this film. Is uh, It's just lukewarm. It holds a place. It It's entertaining time to time within the frame of watching it. But it just doesn't hold up uh, as a whole. And more more than uh, once, um, it all feels the same. Like even like Tom Hanks's his accents and those things in this, uh, just like in Bridge of Spies, all feels artificial. Uh, you mentioned the accent, Harvey, and I thought it was pretty bad too. Yeah, all, like the, the characters just start to run together. Like mm-hmm. you, it, I mean, it the sounded like there was a, it was a amateur stage well, actor working on a new accent. Yeah, and uh, you guys were talking about lack of character development, and. I agree, but I also think that this story doesn't really call for it because I think the story, I didn't know much about it. I know uh, quite a bit about the Pentagon Papers, but for this film, I think it just more or less boils down to the question of they should they publish or not publish, which is the movie. Well, That's the entirety of the film. And yes, they dance around like the issues of the Pentagon Papers and justifying that they should publish based on the information in there. But the movie is just about them. Publishing. Why not? And that's and that's what I go back to originally is my statement. It's just like, it's like that is the crux of it. Like, should we or should we not? So let's paint that picture. Streep's character as the main character, her being a woman in power, in this, you know, unlikely. I don't think that's a story. No, that is a story because that's way more interesting. Uh, and I think having this backdrop of should we, should we not, is perfect for this kind of movie. That would have been way more interesting. What I mean by character development, Sean, you brought up Munich, right? The the movie is not about Eric Bana's character. No, it's about it's but about this event. Why do that I feel so warm in his arms, telling like during the story? Because there, that story is dynamic. It transcends over time, and it's a much longer film at that. And it has the, if it's focus, it's focused on a certain subject that's interesting to begin with. I think they could have. I think this is just as interesting. I think they could have. Uh, I think grounded I, you with a character like me. See, I don't agree with that because I think that the subject of the Pentagon Papers is interesting, which is another movie. But the subject of whether these uh, these uh, newspaper companies publishing the events and having to come up with a choice is, I don't think that's an interesting piece. So I, get, I would I, I would want saying, I would yeah. want a story based on the secrecy of these papers and right. we need the person who, who who actually acquired these documents. I know Harvey. I fell asleep for this part, but Harvey broke it down to me. He told me that um <laughs> there is a jungle scene that I, I didn't think this movie would have a jungle scene. I think it's for like five minutes. That that could have been a movie in itself. Like that could have been a story. And wait, is that the first scene? Yeah, it's like the first five minutes. Yeah, I didn't see that. But you, you fell asleep in the first. I fell asleep during the trailers. Yeah, he was he was already knocked out before the movie started. Harvey didn't wake me up. All right, yeah. Well, what <laughs> I meant, like, I'm gonna let him sleep. <laughs> he looked through, like, what right. I meant was I uh, this would be good podcast. What so, I meant like, was like, yeah, that story. Uh, we're not getting perspective. We got we're in another perspective, and all of a sudden it ends after five minutes, and we're stuck with these rich white people. Mm-hmm. And just what transpires, I'm not going to talk about the end, but there was no justification for what anything they they did really. And in terms of like making it such a crucial thing, it kind of dissolves the story, I think, overall. And which which is goes back to what I said, oh, doesn't make the story interesting. There is no risk there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about the paper companies, and I didn't know about these decisions they had to make. But I don't think I we needed it at all. I think the story is about the papers, 
and all those secrets. Right, which is what Snowden did, I think. You know, yeah, it's like, Snowden was okay. Yeah. Um, not a fan of the performance in Snowden, but I like the story of Snowden. Right, Snowden. exactly. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's what, the same thing I agree. I didn't enjoy the how the movie was put together and the performances, but the, the actual centerpiece yeah. was... Uh, Mm-hmm. was good and uh yeah like i said and that goes back to what i said like i still don't like they didn't make the government look bad enough i think yeah because the story doesn't come out of the confines of like these people of the, these uh journalists that's the thing though but like, i want to feel the impact that they feel holy fuck we got dirt on them and i didn't feel like they i they, I, I was actually disappointed that there wasn't that they montaged the court the court drama yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that. I thought yeah. we could have yeah. got some good scenes out of they that. They didn't even really, they Court. hardly montaged it. They did Barely, like yeah. a, they did like probably like the opening remark for the, mm-hmm. for the prosecutor, and then one for the fucking defense, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. And then there was the rest of it was over the fucking phone, and it was just yeah. the decision. I also have problems with Meryl Streep's character. Um, I think the character that was written for her, like all the lines were weak because we all know that Meryl Streep wins tons of Oscars and she has all these great performances. She doesn't win a lot, actually. She gets nominated a lot. Yeah, she gets nominated a ton. Every year. Uh, Yeah, pretty much every year. But uh, I think that the lines and dialogue that was written for her was so weak and she's supposed to be like the center of the story. Um, Yeah. I thought the best performance and the best arc of the entire film is Bob Odenkirk's character. Yeah. I wanted more from him. I think that could have been a story. I think he's uh, just a uh, great actor. Yeah, he's a good actor, but I think that story of him like getting a source and getting Rustling these papers, with that decision. That part that could have been a thriller uh like kind of like a historical thriller. We could have had like war scenes of him on the Damn. Oh, man. Hey, Spielberg, you listening? The thing is though, if if the like the changes that you talked about, the things that you disagreed with, like uh not having it be about the newspaper and having it be more about the papers and uh, what they contain and having it be about more about Bob Odenkirk, like a journalist struggling with the decision to uh, reveal his source and the papers and everything. Then that it wouldn't be touching on any uh, topical issues and then therefore it would not be Oscar bait. So that would not happen. (laughs) Well, oh shit. Oscar bait. I think uh, like, okay, take a film like catch me if you can. And Spielberg did that movie. True story. And yeah, also based on true story. That movie had a structure, uh, uh, different structure and style to it. It was whimsical and it was funny. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't have any of those things. There are some witty lines here and there. But you know that. But it witty. lacks like some s- kind of substance and style to yeah. it. I wish you guys could watch a uh, Spotlight because I think you would be quite the same as me, perplexed yeah. as to why it won that year. I just found it interesting in the theater that I mean I understand why it won because I feel like it's it just plays so safe that people just like oh yeah it was a great movie and then you can understand like oh it wins an Oscar it wins because the people that the people on like the Oscar committee are old old white people and they're like oh it's great it's great great." that's why why this will probably win why did but last year they they chose the underdog yeah I think they I think their hands were forced too but you think they're like do you think it's gonna be like that from year on from from now on, or do you just think they're gonna forget about Dude, it? Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna be blown away if this fucking wins an Oscar. I'm gonna, I'll be blown away if this gets any nominations. Oh, yeah, like, for this sure, is, we'll I, get I, I guarantee you this will be nominated. Yeah, Dude, insane. this is insane yeah. if it gets fucking nominated. I'll Spielberg, be like, this is bullshit. It I'm goes gonna back like back to what you I'm said. I'm gonna Sean. go on a fucking rant. I'm gonna fucking just go. Spiel, Spielberg crazy. does his thing right. He he, he yeah. feels out of touch, and somehow 
he he gets a free invitation to the nominations, and I don't, I just don't I think like that's right. I feel like he gets right. a free pass from everyone though, because in the theater we were in, people were like like lines and like there's moments people were like woo, just clapping, laughing, having a great that's time. That's insane. And yeah. I'm sitting there like. I, this movie's fucking... I'm, like, looking at Tom, like, giving him a look. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the last movie where the clapping was actually funny and justified was Get Out. But, uh, yeah, exactly. That was fun to be in that theater. But this, I mean, r- relax, people. You, you, yeah, people. you don't even know what the Pentagon papers are. <laughs> people people uh, clapped at the end of our showing, and I joined in. But did they clap during, like, during scenes? Yeah, there was a moments people yeah. in scenes be like, like this. What? There, there, there was one, one part of, of the film where Meryl Streep she she goes uh, I'm talking to, to Ben now, yeah, yeah, and, and some lady's like, woo, woo. yeah, same with ours. It's like it's like you saw him, girl. <laughs> really? That's your fucking yeah. I feel like people are like Spielberg is like I'm gonna do some feminism here, <laughs> and people are gonna love it. And uh, I don't think those decisions come down to Spielberg, if I'm being honest. Sure, I think those choices are, are decisions that are just made for him. I, I just blame him. Because he's in the, the man. Front. Fucking Hollywood's dead. Fucking cinema's dead. All of it's fucking dead. I hate this fucking industry. It's for a fucking worst. Well, I think if uh, fucking the post wins. I'm fucking done. I am over it. I don't drunk. I think we. I'm drunk. I'm pissed. I think we've come too far t- for the post to win. But if it does, uh, I'm excited to talk about the Oscars when when it. I and I know you guys hold this this belief, and we all do that the Oscars. Nah, they just don't matter. They don't. I got but a question. I think it's worth us on the show. Talking oh, we're going to talk it. about it. Yeah, I got obviously. a question. What's up? Do you guys want to do a uh, a uh, live watch? Yeah, I guess I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. TV. <laughs> oh yeah, we have Hulu. Hulu streams it. Yeah. Oh, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Hey, wait a sec. Can we do like a like how they do overlays <laughs> for game? Uh, we could streams do that. where we put put it in like the corner. Yeah, yeah. We, we can like do a that. Twitch one. <laughs> Yeah, and then exactly. we can just like we can just oh man this is great this is behind the scenes Don't how much time to do I have to put this together technically about a month yeah like right? a month, month yeah and let's a half. Ac- no let's actually it's do this a, it's not even that hard it's I not do, hard we, let's do it we can do it a day prior that sounds amazing well, we gotta buy some stuff right yeah nah. don't you have to get some sort of capture device to capture what? device wait what, what are you guys what? talking about or do it straight from a computer what are you guys talking about do it straight from a computer I got this is BTS this is BTS behind the scenes stuff we shouldn't be talking about this it sounds Oscar show coming up guys. Cinema's dead. Fuck, man. This is all fucked. I've, the post wins. I'm pissed. Cinema's not dead. I'm so pissed. Fucking the post wins. 2017 was a great year yeah. for films. All good time. That shit was yeah. great. The sad. The so, sad. <laughs> go through all your ten, top ten. <laughs> the sad, good time. The sad part is, good time won't get anything. Good time's not gonna get shit. No. And that's sad because I think that's Blade Runner ain't gonna get shit. Oh, it'll get. Oh, for oh, sure. Blade, yeah. Blade Runner's probably gonna get yeah, like yeah, best yeah. design or yeah, CGI. Yeah, sure. it's, it's gonna get uh, visual effects. Villeneuve always wins something for the Oscars. It'll probably get a Villeneuve music no- uh, nomination yeah. too for a score. For Fucking sure. Nolan better win some shit. Oh yeah, Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk's gonna win the best picture of the year. I can't. Let's do it. We're gonna do predictions. Once we get the nominations this month, I think they do we them should, at the end should, of we January. We should make a prediction list and see it and give a prize to somebody. When they release We all the... put $100 in a pot. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is this... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when it. that time comes. But, all right, uh, let's drop some scores because yeah, I don't have anything else to mention about this post. Yeah. If you like, uh, you know, dramas about Two and a half things, out of five. God damn. Two and a half out of five. Okay, yeah, show more. Like, no, I want yours first, Sean. I'm going to go uh, two out of five. Really? Yeah, man. 
God damn. This movie didn't do much for me. It didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, it's passable and it just, there's moments that I did enjoy, especially the third act. I really got like into it, but why, why am I waiting yeah. that long for, to actually get into it? I'm going, I would go two and a half too. I think if this wasn't directed by Spielberg, I'd go three. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound fucked up? It's just like, come on, Who bro. Cares, You're man. better than this. He's fucking hack. It's fucking over. His next movie looks horrible. First of all, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring this up before. Let's, Harvey, drop your score, but I want to ask this question once you're done dropping your score. Um, yeah, I th- I've struggled with this, but I think it'll probably, it's probably like a three out of five for me. It's like pretty middle of the road. So, I yeah, I mean, I'm like, between, I'm a 2.75. Light, light three. Yeah. That f- that my my score is right. so low because I don't think we needed this movie at all. No. Nobody needed this movie. There's some really good documentaries on this subject. I think, I think, uh, I think it's kind of gross to pit. Uh, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep in a movie. I think it's just trying to like, it's like it's pushing uh, it too much. It's like Steph Curry and like Kevin Durant on the same team. Yeah, sport, but yeah, I mean, definitely no sports. As far as the content, yeah, we get the, these things every year. Like it's just shit to reinforce like the new societal yeah. norms and shit like that. So my, my piggyback off of what's your question, Steve? So my question is, how do you guys feel about Spielberg's next film, which is going to be Ready Player One? Uh, mm. This I'm not on I mean, board. I'm have not you, on have board. you guys read or yeah. even like listened uh, to my it? Girlfriend, I, I read my girlfriend's a very big fan of the book. Um, I'm, I, I'm listening to the audiobook right now, and it's like it's perfect in in this weird nerdy way where you're just like, oh, I get it, I get it. But then there's moments where you're like, it's like this is like really just like, like leeching off like nostalgia. You know what dude, I mean? Dude, 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 dude. So you read it, right? Yeah, I read it. it like. I fucking hate it. I it's hate like it. leeching off nostalgia, right? It's just there's like moments where you're it's like reference after reference, just exactly. for references' sake, and it there's like no fucking real story there. Like it's just it's, you references like it. compounding each other. There's like pages and pages that just kind of uh, just referencing other yeah, shit, other yeah, material, like right? Pages. Okay, okay, okay. It's uh, it's fucking trash. So I can't, I can't, I'm not you hearing this, I'm not, Tappy? I'm not done reading or I'm not done listening to the audiobook, but yeah, I'm not done listening to the audiobook. But that's what I'm saying. It's like a weird confliction. Like, there's nerdy stuff that I enjoy about it. And that was my audio. Don't at me, Tappy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's nerdy stuff that I, like, enjoy. I'm like, oh, I love this nerdy yeah. shit. But then there's, like, moments where it's just, like, there will be chapters where it's just him referencing yeah. nostalgic moments trying to pull yeah, your heartstrings. Like, pages. If it, but, it makes but, no sense. but the moment that it starts talking about, like, the Oasis and, yeah. like, all these other concepts, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, well, I'm all down for, like, new shit. Like, that idea... But it's, it's just like it. But it's hindered by its own nostalgia. Yeah, like yeah. it just but, like it's just like oh, remember yeah. but this? It's, it's but great, it's a kid it? from Mud, huh? But I love the kid from Mud. Yeah, he's cool. I don't, I don't know about this. It's, he I'm looks a lot like, like the kid from Dunkirk and Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I'm totally thrown off by that. Yeah, I was super on board with the idea. I was like, oh shit, this is like Existence meets uh, like the Matrix, and I was. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna really say I'm gonna save it, my opinion until I'm done with the audiobook. We'll see, and I'll um, come back to you guys. But Sp- Spielberg did two of my favorite sci-fi films of all time: Minority Report, Report and AI. Uh, so we'll see with this movie, but uh, trailer doesn't look good. I'll say Senile. that. He's Jesus. old, right? Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch his documentary? No. Spielberg no. one? No. Yeah, I want to check it out. He has that's, a fucking documentary. Such yeah. a... I don't like that because I because heard he not... talks a lot in it. What the fuck is that? You know, my career and fuck you. Know, and fuck I don't yourself. mean archival footage. Hey, you're a Spielberg I, hate this over here. 
I know. Spielberg's I, a genius. I think uh, he's, he's, he's just like it's he's just done like, some. He's like changed right. cinema. I think right. he absolutely is a genius, but I think he's making bullshit. The, right the, the thing is, the thing is, the reason I'm so upset because Jurassic Park, amazing. Minority Report, amazing. Like he's made these films that are great. Indiana Jones, amazing. That's what I'm saying. And I then, said that, that he's lost his edge in actually and it's like, heartbreaking. taking control of films. That's and what I'm he, saying. Which he doesn't do anymore. That's what I'm saying. It's heartbreaking. I That's why I'm upset. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know. It's like that with many other artists, like even musicians. They, yeah, the last album ain't, ain't cutting it for me. Yeah, they in the beginning. Yeah, they're incredibly. Uh, I don't know how do I put it. They're hungry, right? And then after a while, just all the inspiration is kind of fucking gone. They have no Spiel- real reason. Spielberg to should continue. be uh, an inspiration to anyone trying to pursue a career in filmmaking. Sure. Because sure. The story of Spielberg is that he made a, a short film called Amblin, and it's a very simple story. I, I watched it not long ago after I found this out, yeah. and he w- he got a seven picture deal from Universal because they love that short film so much. Can you right. fucking imagine that? Seven pictures. This was back in the that's day. That's how though. he. Yeah, that's how yeah. he got to make Jaws. Yeah, this was when like, I mean, it was it difficult is, to it, even make a short film. Yeah, it is hard to compare. But that movie wasn't that good. Like it was just a guy walking along a beach road and playing yeah. the guitar. I've heard a lot of uh, people who don't like Spielberg for his, like, the way he pulls punches as an art form, whereas, like, they compare him to, like, Stanley Kubrick, who definitely does not, who I think is a... In terms of what I like, I think Kubrick is a more... They're two different styles. Right, but Spielberg's style is is for the... You know, they come from the same era. And um, I think Spielberg's style is more, you know... Yeah, it's more. I think I think Spielberg. He's the master of capturing a time period. He's always done it perfectly. Um, I actually forgot to mention this about the post, but I think the post looked really good in terms of like costume design and production. I, I didn't like the way it looked like when they were outdoors. It looked very cheesy. Like I think the, everything the like the newsroom looks really good. Oh, the, I, I was telling I was telling that to Tom after watching. I'm like, it's like my favorite part of the whole movie is when they're like. Meticulously putting the letters in yeah, the printer. I was like, looks, "This is those, amazing." Those I was shots like, are great. The Spielberg's yeah, really good yeah. stuff. Like those, that. those were my favorite I'm like, shots. I'm too. like, I'm like, this is it amazing. Reminded, it reminded me a lot of a uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Like so, like, yeah. There's a lot of detail. But the in those uh, shots. like the the scenes of like them, it looked too much like a movie set. Yeah, outside and stuff, it looked way too much like a movie set. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Rich I don't know. People. That's that's the only thing I was. I just wanted to bring up. Damn, like, we're still you guys, talking Spielberg. You're still talking about because it it's one of those movies. But I just wanted to know what you guys felt about his new movie that's coming out and uh, overall about the yeah. the work it's based off. Of. We'll pro- we'll probably review it. We're definitely going to review it. Uh, by that time, I should be done with the audiobook. It's one of those things I listen to when I'm bored. I do. I you know Spiel, Spielberg has a has a place in my heart, but I think uh, I'm ready for him to. I'm going to say this though. They actually found the perfect person to read this audiobook. It's Will Wheaton. So it's just like they that's found a, like the nerdiest. It's like they found like it's just like who is like a nerd icon right now? And they're like, oh, Will Wheaton's like Wesley doing Crusher. Nice. And they're just like pull him. And there's like young Wesley. I do, I do, you know, gravitate towards a lot of these new filmmakers. Though, and I'm excited to see what, uh, what is con- what Hollywood transforms. It's into. exciting stuff because we've seen the same things over and over again. And uh, it is exciting to see some different. Uh, styles of film- filmmaking yeah. yeah and like uh like someone i regard as like really high and respect is christopher nolan because of his like his convictions are stronger than spielberg's he's not the same obviously he's a, a, I, I don't know if you can say that 
don't know if you know. You're attacking a character. I just don't know if you know that. I I mean, within the filmmaking, like I think Nolan, um, you know, he he's strong in his convictions, and I respect him for it. It may hurt him in the long run, but you know, he may not ever be as successful mm-hmm. as Spielberg, but Kubrick is the same way, and that's one of the reasons. Who are you why. comparing? Nobody. Oh, I thought your parents went. Oh, well, you want to pick a movie? <laughs> uh, yeah. So next week's not looking too sharp. Um, it is January. Uh, I already know. So the big, the big releases are um, Twelve Strong, the horseback riding movie. We're not <laughs> watching that. We're not watching. We're not Absolutely. watching it. I'm, I'm not watching uh, that. Den of Thieves. Um, I don't even want to watch. Which that. one is Den of Thieves? With it's Gerard Butler, Cent. Fifty Cent. The, but uh, the... I think we should. I think I'd if we're going to go too. on this Oscar kick, um, Hostiles is getting a wider release next week. With I'm Christian Bale, Christian dude. What's the Western last time movie? we watched a Christian Bale movie? Ah, uh, he's uh, I think oh, uh, yeah. Night I've of Cups. It, uh, this Friday it's its wide release. I've it had a limited release uh, January or December twenty second. I mean, we're in New York, so that means we get we have. Well, I know I'm saying, but the world the will be world. able to see it. Yeah. Uh, and it, I heard it's gonna get some Oscar noms as well. So what, you guys want to watch that Hostiles? or <laughs> what's the other thing we passed up last week? The commuter. We're not watching. The and, yeah, I, mean, I think we, it'd be, I think it'd be cool to watch a Western. I hear honestly. Yeah, I hear I'm going then. to see Mala's game. I hear good things about it. Go for it. I heard it's snappy as fuck. I'm gonna wait I for it to hit streaming. Aaron Sorkin. You guys want to do hostiles? Yeah, let's do hostiles. Let's do hostiles. So we can like actually have some good Oscar check, you opinions. You might want to check though. Is it playing? I haven't yeah, seen it. I'm anywhere. looking at it right now. Oh, it what? says wide release. Uh, no, I know, but like, can you just look at shows? I mean, like the closest thing we saw to a Western. It's probably gonna play at um because I saw posters for it at Regal. Everything's a fucking so regal. So I assume Regal's going to have it. I don't like Regal. But no, Regal's never good. But uh, but we have to go there because they have 100 movies playing at If one they time. have the poster there, they're going to show it there. So. Um, okay, I'm fine with that. I don't think Den of Thieves is uh, enough to talk about. And I also don't think uh, 12 Strong. I mean, Jim from this, the, the Office the, on a Horse, is he's in it? Is it Jim from the Office? I assume he's I in every movie. No, I think you're thinking of... Is he? You're thinking probably the, John that other Krasinski? movie. Um, oh, he was in the fucking Michael no, Bay. No, it's yeah. Thor, isn't Bay. it? It's Thor. 13, ben- 13 Benghazi. From yeah, Jim 13 Chris's Hours. 13 Benghazi, some shit like he's that. He's in... Uh, no, I, I'm thinking... So Michael Shannon and Thor is in this. So, gentlemen, real quick. Let's go see this at uh, Sunshine Cinema. Landmark. They don't, nah, they don't take movie, movie pass. You gotta pay for that shit. Yeah, what are you, what are you whoa, crazy? Whoa, whoa, what? Pay for a movie. I don't support cinema. What the fuck is wrong with you? I didn't know that. I Actually, like... I do support cinema. I just do it on movie passes. Done. Well, shit. All right, cool. Let's move on. All right, so we're gonna do Hostiles. Christian Bale. I feel like we we talked a, a lot about Oscars in our just post review. Not really. No. We got stuff to say. All right. So uh, you guys want to talk about some films that were just made for the Oscars? I just really want films that that got it. snubbed. Do you All think right. they should have won? No. We should probably define what what is Oscar bait because yeah. te- technically like a expert. good go for it. I've ooh. So, I feel like Thomas has a lot to say about this. Not really. I thought I defined it already. Um. No, you kind of. Yeah, but you, more you in depth, it. you know. So my thing is right. Oscar bait. Technically means any good movie recognized by the Oscar, right? Uh, so, just like a, a quick definition via Wikipedia, Oscar is a term used in film communities for movies that appear to have been produced for the sole purpose of earning nominations for Academy Awards or Oscars. They're commonly known. Uh, yeah, so I think that's a good synopsis. They don't really get into it much, but um, I would say the post... Are you guys uh, on board with agreeing? Thumbs up, Oscar bait. Of course. 
Right. It's the epitome of Oscar bait, right? It's a it 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 it's so like tasteless and it's just so like hey, look at me, you know? It's it's just uh bland as all hell. It doesn't have a soul. And uh whereas the movie that won last year is I still think about it every day. And that's Moonlight. And uh that's not Oscar bait. And you would think that uh you know, gay movies are becoming more popular, you know? It's we're getting voices from from that side, you know? Wow, I'm wording this badly. They're not a side. <laughs> Very controversially. They're not a side, but like they're a they're a, a group of people who are oppressed and we're getting a voice from them. And uh you would think that that's Oscar B, but I think the way that Moonlight is prepared and its intentions are not to get awards. I think it's very very well made. We we all know what uh, like with conviction. Can, yeah, with there's conviction. like there's some heart there. There's a soul there. And then also, you know when it's Oscar bait when it's released like right before the year is over or like right around this time. It's just like it's like performances were amazing. Fucking just like getting blasted on social media like is like the post is the number one film of this of this week. Thrilling. And that's just a blatant lie. If you truly believe that the post is better than any of the movies that were in any of our top tens, you're wrong. You know <laughs> you're just wrong. Listen, listen. I, I mean, agree wait, with you. what did you say? I agree with you. I said if you believe that the post is better than any of the movies that we listed in uh, our top tens, you, you just you're out of touch. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think are some of the biggest Oscar baits this season? This season? Yeah, I have a couple in mind. Well, my yeah, I think the post is definitely one for me. Uh, I can't. I mean, what else is? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some Oscar predictions here. Um, yeah, pull some stuff up so we can have a reference. And through, all right, so let's talk real quick. Something I think that rides the line, which I don't think it is, because I fucking think it's incredible, is Dunkirk. Uh, it's, they did a study on, like, this. It, it was, like, uh, movies that are historically dramatic or, like, biographies and stuff are more likely to attract Oscars than, than other stories or original stories. And I think Dunkirk falls in that category, and it is made by Christopher Nolan, who has not been shy of you know being nominated before. And I think uh, that could be considered Oscar bait, but I personally don't think so. I think I think I see the passion behind that project, and I think he's he made that with the intention. I mean, that, that movie was the first home he's he was ever wanted to do. Yeah, exactly, and I feel it in the movie. It's like a I don't know. It's like a I mean the thing is you're feeling. all. You also got to talk about production, like the production company. The no matter what the story is or who the director is and what they're going to finance, there is an end game to most of these films. Like Dunkirk, right. there's a reason why there has to be a reason why it's released the way it's released, uh, the way it's getting promoted, and how they're, they're they decided to run it and what festivals to take it to. Yeah. So sometimes the directors don't give a fuck; they just want to make their story. So and a lot of it is just production, production studios, and I think for, for this year, one of the biggest uh, films that are getting pushed just for Oscars is um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what's that movie? Darkest, Dark, Darkest Hour. Hour, right? And Call Me by Your Name. Oh, Darkest Hour. Yeah, it seems like that's Oscar bait, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, I was going to bring that. And, up. That uh, feels a lot like the Oscar. And a lot bait. of people are saying uh, Three Billboards is going to get a ton of noms as well. I think it'll get a ton of noms. I don't think it's Oscar bait. Three billboards is definitely not Oscar bait. I disagree. Uh, 
I I think. Uh, I mean, th- I'm not saying it is, but I've got one that it's like right on fucking like right on the pulse, uh, and, and that's a uh, battle of the sexes. Yeah, yeah. Battle of the sexes. But- uh, yeah, it like heavily involves. I don't think that's gonna get nominated. I I absolutely do. I think I think I, I think, uh, I think, think so? um, yeah. what's his name's gonna get a nomination? Steve Steve, Steve Carell. Carell. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that's gonna be up for best picture. I think w- one of them, or if if not both of them, mm-hmm. well, it probably won't be. But that movie is definitely designed as an Oscar. I pick. think. Uh, I mean, Sorkin Sean's might, the only one that's seen it, but Sorkin might get a a, a best uh, writing writing. Mm-hmm. From Molly's game, yeah, I think so. Best out. So I think the front runners really somehow IndieWire is kind of a declaring the Big Sick as a front runner, um, which I, I love the Big Sick. I just don't see it being as a front runner. If it wins Oscars. an Oscar, I'm out. I'm out the country. Really? The, that hurts you more than the post. How do you I, feel about the shape of water? So uh, the shape of I, water. I think shape of water could get a, a best design. Design like I, easily. I think it could be up for best. Picture. Like it, like I, I think it should definitely get a best design award. I think like it'll be up so for best picture. Done. You guys don't think it'll be up for best picture? What movie? Shape of Water. It might be. Um, I'm like online right now. I'm like seventy. The Oscar sure. is weird. Man. Did that make any they of our top tens? Uh, it didn't. No. But the thing is, but it was beautifully designed. Like. The whole a, world, it's like a it's a beautiful it's, movie. Like it's a I mean, beautiful he, movie he, just to look. Del at. Toro, he's got nominations before for design, like Pan's Labyrinth. Right. So. I don't think design. I'm I'm more so like uh, talking about like people who aim to be darlings of the Oscar, like design Spielberg. People, for sure. Yeah, people don't really aim. Like I guess you know if you make a good movie like that and you want to like win a, you kind of have that in mind to win like. Be- I'm talking best picture and best actress and. Best actor kind of things. Real quick, Tom. I know this will get you heated, but uh, I'm lo- I'm online right now and typed in Oscars 2018, and the first thing that comes up is like, Will Wonder Woman finally break the yes. anti super? Now like, and that, I was dude, gonna bring that the up. Only Wire. superhero movie that should be ever uh, nominated for any kind of Oscar is Logan. All right, just because that here's broke the, the mold. That, Neither of you. Fucks. I would say the Dark Knight. <laughs> no, well, Dark Knight obviously Wait, really this did break year. The mold. No, I'm but, saying like, like in history. Oh, I'm yeah, saying well, like this Dark year. Is, oh, this year. That's gone. No, what I'm saying is that neither of you have seen Wonder Woman, and I really no, need you to see I it because IndieWire is also declaring that as a front runner, and Gross. and Logan IndieWire is claim, claiming that as a front runner for what the Oscar best picture. Fuck out of here! No, it's and uh, Logan's Gross. not on there. And to me, it just it's utterly offensive if Wonder Woman gets any not even a, I know it won't win, but even if it gets, she's a nomination, not a good actress. She's not. She's terrible. She is so wooden I gotta, in her I dialogue. I gotta fucking I gotta like stand strong on this. That Wonder Woman is not a great film. Wonder uh, Woman. It's has, hard. It's hard. It's not a good film. Like it, it's 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 the most. It's like I said. It's okay. Elements of like, that in movie in terms of like a film, like it's watchable, but it's not. Oscar nominated, it's not worthy of an Oscar. It That's doesn't do anything respectful for the legacy of, like, of fucking. Logan. If you're gonna pick like a superhero movie of 2018 to fucking pick as a superhero movie to break into the Oscars, Logan is the one because it did something different. But hey, the nominations aren't out, and this is just fucking IndyWire, which is I don't trust them for shit. No, I mean, but that's what uh, I feel like everyone's been saying that. Like, yes, like, it is. It is in like, the air, and uh, I think that's uh, that's Oscar bait in a way. Is there? Is there? Was I don't there think ever? Will be nominated. <laughs> was there ever a film that? Okay, let's put aside um, Moonlight. Okay. Was there ever a film in time that won Best Picture that you think so, that it deserved? Birdman. It? Birdman, okay, yeah, deserved to win Best Picture. Like it just, yeah, it needed to win. Like you believe that they nailed it that year. Uh, I have two. 
Uh, oh, actually, I have one. Well, Beautiful Mind doesn't count. Beautiful Mind. Doesn't count. Why not? Because I, I know you I love it. Tom. I've watched Birdman, and I was like, this is phenomenal. And it's, it was I'm just kidding. Design, Beautiful Mind definitely deserves Be- it. For Beautiful Mind being a like just a bland uh, character study and biopic, to a lot of biopics, they're not told very well. And Beautiful Mind was told amazingly. Honestly, if you didn't tell me that was a biopic, I would have thought it was just a work of fiction. Exactly. And now, that works. Now, that's a good thing. That's a good I thing. I did not. I watched. I actually sat there and watched the, the year Birdman won. I did not expect it because I thought a movie I like so much and that like catered to what I like so much would not win. It's up against things like Boyhood, uh, Imitation Game, Theory of Everything, and even Whiplash is great. But Whiplash was great. Um, Birdman was just so uh, funky and quirky that I just didn't see it winning, and it won, and I was actually surprised. And yeah. um, I think the Oscars aren't always wrong. I thought the theory of everything was going to win. Like, I, I would have bet yeah. all my money on that. Right. And I watched that. I would have been a poor do, man. Do, do, he would you guys, been like walking do you guys remember the, the year Lord of the Rings won every award? Yeah. <laughs> and it won Best Picture. Like that's incredible. Award. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's because it just shows that Lord of the Rings is uh, it won, cinema. It won 14 pure. Oscars. That's insane. I think... I remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Billy Crystal was the host and he came out and he said, um, it was like towards the end, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think there's anybody left in New Zealand to thank. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, dude, man, fucking Lord of the Rings is an amazing yeah. film. <laughs> I think uh, 12 Years a Slave was a justified win. Um, Didn't see it. I'd like to love that movie. No, it's fucking incredible. The performances in that movie are like some of the most well acted. Uh, Same here. Characters. So That's my thing about the Oscars that. is I don't think they're in touch with like with great filmmaking. Like it doesn't take much. For instance, uh, Captain Phillips was competitor to 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, Captain Phillips was pretty mediocre. Oh right! Initially, right. Yeah, um, but it, but Tom Hanks. Is I've there. never seen Captain Phillips. Surprisingly, really? yeah, I've never seen. Look it. at me on the it's, captain. Uh, now. Yeah, it wasn't it's I, a meme. There was a there was a lot of hype uh, surrounding it, so I was uh, pretty excited going in, and uh, yeah, I was ultimately pretty disappointed. Remember when No Country won? Yeah, no, that was satisfying. Yeah, that was there, that was very between satisfying. That, that and, film was and, amazing. Uh, there will be blood. There will be blood. That yeah. was a great fucking yeah. We've talked about honestly that whole five years was good. You had the Departed, Slumdog Millionaire, which I liked. And then you had No Country, and then um, I'm st- I'm honestly one after that. The I'm kind of still shocked. One. I'm kind of still shocked yeah, from the one that I found out about earlier today. Point, What's that? Uh, what the one that we were all talking about before you got here? We were sitting around, we're just like, and I, and someone's like, "Oh, Shakespeare in Love one oh, yeah, in the '90s," and I'm like, "What? Have you seen yeah. it? I've seen it. Oh. I, I I like the movie, but I don't think that deserved right, an Oscar." So you want to know what it was up against? But. I mean, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. The Thin Red Line. Spielberg. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. That's what I'm saying. That's incredible. It was up against Life is Beautiful, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, Life Life was Beautiful. beautiful. Dude, that was fucking Harvey Abardin. That's a good fucking movie. To be honest with you, um, I think... That's uh, the thing. There's like weird moments where you're just like, really? He plays the poet. That's a really good movie. Right. And I think... um, Did he win an Oscar for that? No, I don't think so. So, what do you guys think about the year before... You guys haven't seen Spotlight, but I'm no. I'm here to tell you it's <laughs> it's a lot like The Post. I haven't watched the Oscars in many years. Right, I still watch. You know, I still uh, I think it's a part of movies still, and I, I'm still going to participate in a reluctant kind of. I remember that being way. a pretty bad year, though, wasn't it? Which year? Uh, the year Spotlight won. Well, the Spotlight was up against <laughs> the Bridge of Spies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Big Short. Yeah, so it was a bad year. Brooklyn. And that was the year we started our first podcast. Mad Max <laughs> was up for Best Picture. Oh really? Yeah. Mad Max should have oh, won. Yeah, Mad Max should have. I think won. my favorite movie of the year was probably The Revenant. 
That should have won everything. Yeah. Like, didn't, I think Leo I got... Up he against won. Mad Max, though? I don't know. I watched Mad I Max. For, uh, I've watched Mad... Like, I've never seen a movie this many times. Mad Max is incredible. I saw it a yeah. few times, like, too. Like, it's, it's weird, because, like, when Harvey told me, he's like, you never seen it? And I was like, I haven't seen it yet. And he just, like, puts it on. And then, like, I literally... Wa- I, like, I watched it with you guys the first time. Like, so that you was never amazing. saw it in the theater, huh? Never. Yeah. Missing out, boy. Then, yeah, it was a great movie. And then I rewatched it on my own constantly. Wait, I like, thought I we like, saw it in theaters. I never watched it in no, theaters. he didn't. I remember showing it to him for the first time. And like, in the basement. I was I, like... Har- my heart Revenant was, like, was good. Uh, amazing. Like, it touched me in a way to where I felt violated. It's so fucking good. <laughs> but it's also, uh, like, cinematically in the theater, the Revenant Fuck, was... Uh, so good. Do you yeah. remember how speechless we were when we yeah. came out? Dude. Within the first, we drove five, home we're like we're like, dude, fuck. Within the first five minutes, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I couldn't like after I watched that movie. This is weird, but for some reason, my eyes, I was moving around like like the camera in the movie. I was like, were you high? Because <laughs> I do it out sometimes <laughs> when I'm sober. <laughs> when I'm sober, yeah. That the way that ca- the camera carries you through that story is is just it's chilling. Fuck, that's such a good movie. And Leo won best actor for that. Pity award, pity award. I it said. does feel like a pity it, award. It, it absolutely was. Uh, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street is up the year before that, I think. Yeah. Um, right. So Oscar bait is is definitely it leans towards these like ho- these people who have been in the industry for a long time, and they they just get a free pass into the Oscars without any real quality like creativity going into the film, like Bridge of Spies, things like that. Even Theory of Everything, well, I saw it. Let's I mean, throw together a recipe. So yeah, uh, Tom old, Hanks, old actors, Tom Hanks. Easily white being there. Old yet. recognized I mean, Captain Phillips should not have been. Yeah, there. old recognized actors. Um, what else should be in there? Topical themes. It has to be topical and it has to be based on a true, uh, true story. Or the Oscars love movies about movies. Oh yeah, movies they, about movies. Yeah, no, they do. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember it's, the it's the, uh, the artists? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, the artists. I never. Even yeah, the artists won. Yeah, yeah, the artists won. won. Yeah. It's like I said about, like a while back. Is like Hollywood. Loves I saw movies the movies about sucking their own dick. Like they love self masturbation, self completion. Like oh yeah, Hollywood's so fucking. Self masturbation is redundant. That's like redundant. oh yeah, <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Who else is doing it? Self masturbation. It's like you're doing it with your mind. It's like meta as fuck. Like sitting like yeah, this is great. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, some people get a free pass in there, and that's Oscar bait. It's like, it, it's like names and ideas, but like the actual impact of the movie, like, who's going to leave the post feeling like changed? No, oh, that was a good movie. I'm going to update my Facebook. But status it's like, and, even like, uh, I don't know it. why, like, it's so attractive for like biopics and historical recounts to be Oscar noms. Whereas movies like, I think the Florida project should be up for best picture in my opinion. And, I would agree. And it's, it's shit like that. That's a story. That's a, a, a almost, it's like a based on a, Ooh, let's do something fun. Wait, no, let's not do that. What? Never Explain. Mind. You can't tease us like that. Yeah. I was going to say, let's, how many uh, movies are nominated? Wait, there's no nominations. Pick? No, it, like it, how many, it varies. I think it's like four or five. To, no, it's, they've been doing a lot more lately. Yeah, I think one year was like seven or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Let me oh, let shit. me tell you. Last year, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, let's ten uh, last year. I don't know. I feel like uh, okay. Let's wait until the Oscar noms are uh, announced, and then yeah. we can uh, 
pick our, our pick our five. No, pick our own five. Yeah, because we can't do it now because a lot of the movies that we like, just the production company is not even running it for an Oscar campaign. Oh, here's what so. I think we should do. We should predict who we think Isn't will win gross, based though? on how Isn't gross that they are. Just gross. What? It's just like, oh, the company is not promoting it for an Oscar campaign, so like they're good not going to get in. Like, that's I mean, fucking they, gross. They can't. They but, can't but nominate a film there, that didn't But why, didn't why is there a campaign? Why can't, like, it's just like, if you it's fucking like a, love... You have to enter a competition to win. But, but the thing is, like, you can enter a competition, but it's just like, it's just like... What's the criteria? Movie, yeah, like, where's like where's the you love of film? Like, if you really love fucking film... You would go Wait, see you have to as pay much money as you can. To yeah, you have to actually you have to register with the guild and like the, the company That's has gross. to actually register before they even make the yeah, movie. What about like like the uh, name? You think like Moonlight did that? Like the director? Yeah, they Barry have Jenkins to. They, ha- they can't. They, you can't uh, win an Oscar if you didn't uh, enter right. the campaign. So they have to. The production company Plot has twist. to. You don't think all t- movies are Oscar bait? <laughs> <laughs> they all want to. They're get all premeditated. They're all like, "Yo, we right. get the Oscar this year." You think year. maybe the Safety brothers maybe are like, "Fuck it, let's see what happens." I love enter? that. That'd be interesting. I would. Uh, it depends on the. They should have. Yeah, I'd laugh my ass off. Honestly, with time was not made, dude. Because I, I good remember, time I can't remember, win. And I understand that. Yeah. But I want. I want it to. It's my number one film of the year. Um, and I understand why it can't win, but uh, yeah, I think they had nothing to lose by at least getting Robert Pattinson in for best performance because that's. I mean, have you seen any shit like that? I mean, come on, give the guy yeah. something. Robert Pattinson, I think he acts his ass off in everything I've seen him in, and um, no, he if all right if we're looking at like I was doing like my top ten, yeah, Blade Runner was number one and Good Time was number two. But if we're talking about performances alone, I think Robert Pattinson just blew it out the water. And he does like even his minor roles are incredible to me. So like no, I agree. I think he just did an amazing job on Good Time. Right. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Well, Oscar bait. It's been defined. Yeah, I think we covered it. I, I just think, it just uh, all shows that we're just not real big fans of the Oscars. But I think when the Oscars do come, I'm, I'm we should a, I'm do. I'm a fan it. of the Oscars. I overall. watch it. You know, it's like a, the yeah. Oscars. It, it, I like what it, it represents. Yeah, it, I like what it represents too. But uh, I think they've lost their touch in terms of how they present the Oscars. Um, it's a lot dumber down now. Yeah. Not only does it feel dumber down, it just feels like an outlet for like. Political, Remember the one uh, year where they could they couldn't even go on stage; they just had to stand and accept the award in like in the seats. When was that? That, that was what? a while ago. I don't remember that. Like, oh, I heard about this. What was yeah, the purpose yeah. of that? They were like because there were so many awards. Yeah, there was they time. They didn't have time, time issue, yeah. so they couldn't have people on stage yeah, like give a speech. That's, that's bullshit. And they've done that's, certain things like that, Oscar to Oscar, which is strange. Imagine winning an Oscar and you can't even go on fucking stage. There was a. I think that you were up to give. You were like you were able to give a minute of like speech time, and then they lowered it to like twenty seconds or thirty seconds, like that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Bye. Hey, uh, because they had so to inject the, 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 the Golden Globes aren't as important, but I do want to bring up uh, the Golden Globes. Did anybody watch James Franco push Tommy Wiseau off the mic? I was, yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna talk about this episode, but then I was like, no, nah, I'll just let it go. But uh, <laughs> what do you feel about that? I feel like it's kind of fucked up. I, I, feel, some, I, I some, feel, I feel disgusting. I feel, I have, some, I have some serious fucking thoughts on this, and it honestly, it, it has changed my opinion on the disaster artist. Ooh. It really has. It kind of did for it's me gross. too. Like it's, it represents the disaster. Yeah, somewhere. like before I thought it. Now I thought you just it, think they exploited the whole thing. Before was. I was it thinking was of it. Yeah, before of it. Yeah. Before this happened, I was thinking of it. It was like it was kind of like an ode to uh, to Tommy Wiseau and the idea of the the the, the disaster artist, like an artist that is so uh, I don't know 
so outside of uh, that <laughs> bubble in Hollywood, and he wants so desperately to become an artist. But this was kind of them making fun. This was them making fun of Tommy Wiseau on fucking stage at the I, Golden Glo- Golden Globes. I kind of said that how this movie gave me an uneasy feeling in my review. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it made me. It gave me an uneasy feeling too. But I was yeah. able to suppress that by saying, "Oh, it's James Frank. James Franco is cool, so he's." <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, that was uh, such a fucking douchey thing. That to was do. a fucked up because the thing and I, is, I and understand that Tommy was. I mean, what okay, comes what, out of what his if, mouth what if, doesn't it, make what sense. if there's well, a bigger did? picture to this story? Like, what if because he's been doing this whole run with him for the last six months, right? And he's been working with this guy for like two years now, apparently. So what if like he's just had enough of this guy? So like he's just generally annoyed at him, but he I, still has to go on this run. I mean, I obviously no would fuck off, that fuck you, off. I mean, we don't know the story. Like, the thing is, no fuck off. You're exploiting his life. You are making fun of him. Give him the one second because the only thing that motherfucker ever wanted to do was I make mean, they, it in Hollywood. I mean, they've been to a ton and of I, festivals where they had to do speeches I don't know, together. I, I actually listened to the uh, I listened to Fuck the off, uh, no. the uh, audio book and they talk about how he he talked about the Golden Globes a lot and he loved the Golden Globes. Who? Tommy, Tommy Wiseau yeah. and he, he referred to him as the glo- the Golden Globe or something or something. He just like referenced the way he pronounced it. And it feels like he had some sort of romantic idea of the Golden Globes, and uh, it was sad. Yeah. I mean, he he made this decision. He know what the movie was going to be right. about. Right. He knew what the movie was going to be about, but think. But I think it just looked James bad for Frank. No, it looks horrible. Yes, yeah. but what I'm trying to say is, we don't know exactly. I, know I don't story. think. I don't think it matters. He's annoying as fuck. You give him the mic, he's going to ramble. Like uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. We all know yeah. what's going to happen. But let it happen. But let it happen. I would have. I would love to. They've been doing this for like a few months now. Just like speeches together, festivals together. But the Golden Globes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a shit. Like that's. I mean, that's, I yeah. Personally, we all wouldn't give a shit, but we don't know these fuckers. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Like it's just like, it's just like let let him just do his thing. It's okay. Like, it he, just solidified. He was my, accepting a, an award about a movie that he made, making fun of this dude, and then we even wouldn't let him fucking speak. Just that's don't say so like one word, but like, yo, come over here. This is like your if moment. If he started too. talking long, he could have been like, okay, Tommy, move, move the fuck over. Yeah, he would have been a dick. Like, give me the like, mic. Yeah. Which right. is pretty did. funny. So right after the Golden Globes, they got him. Dude. Good. Yeah, they got him good. Like, they released like two articles like the day after. But it's so funny yeah. because like, it's just like when Payback I read it. for Tommy. Like they started like, all right, we won't get you, boy. But the thing is, it's you so funny because Tommy. I read it. And I'm like, it's like I thought everyone knew this already. Tommy would never well, I mean, a girl. I, people actually came out. He had that whole thing in 2013. Seventeen year old girl, right? Yeah. No, I think she was younger than that. Yeah, she was like sixteen or some shit. Yeah. And he knew that because she yeah. had told him, and he was like, yeah. I don't "You want to get a hotel?" <laughs> Ages yeah. and numbers, like, so, baby. So it was like DMs up. too. Yeah. DMs. What are you doing? Sliding Frank? through the DMs. And his like, resp- no do you remember his response? I remember he sent a photo. No, his well to the media. Do you remember that? He said, uh, well, you shouldn't have oh, yeah. a mother keep, that... Yeah, keep your daughters yeah. away from me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Ma. He, he don't give a fuck. He, he, uh, I think he was oh on Kimmel, and there's uh, an interview that he said basically that um, Jesus it's fuck. great that these women have a voice now, and uh, uh, if there's something wrong, then I'm going to work on it. That's all he said. The most bullshit <laughs> non-answer yeah. I've ever heard in my fucking life. Tommy Wiseau needs the mic after that. Yeah. All right, well... Oscars, Golden Globes, you know. I'm actually looking for... I like your idea, Harvey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that. What was the idea? What idea? Live, had live idea? viewing oh. the oh, yeah, Oscars. Yeah. That oh, that was a good idea. Where we could just say, oh, come on. We're just like old That means we have staring. to come back here on the Sunday night. That shit goes late too, doesn't it? Yeah. It was like 11 or some shit. No, it'll be worth it I'm though. willing to put in the... Uh, I'm willing to put in the I'll call out of work. 
It's not that late. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like 11 it, o'clock. It goes to like midnight if California time. I can't, do, no, the, I can't time. do the pre-show, though. That's just brutal. You guys ever watched a pre-show? No. Nah, it's just the it red carpet, just like, just interviewing, co- like, interviewing, taking people, photos like, of people, like, looking like, beautiful. You know, they'll ask them about their fucking outfits and shit. Oh, what are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing a fucking And there's so, it's made, there's so it's much made commercials, made dude. Completely like, the pre-show is designed plastic. for commercials. It's fucking it's recycled like, plastic. It's like a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's made from glass, scraped from the bottom of the ocean. Um... <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys, let's move on. We've been talking a lot about this Oscar yeah, shit. Let's, uh, I'm surprised. This, I feel like I didn't, like, our mini-reviews were, were pretty short this week and then a fucking long-ass fucking I assume the, the post was going to be, like, in and out, but we actually had a lot to say. That was interesting. Yeah. Let's play the game. Dude, that yeah, fucking... We, we got a game to play. Harvey's going to have to uh, pick a movie for the yeah. loser this week. Dude, James you guys Franco all know pissed the game me now. the fuck off when I saw that fucking video. Yeah, it's rough. I was like... <laughs> Come on, bro. He, it was like uh, like your dog's like begging for something. Yeah. He just beat That's it. That's how he fucking <laughs> treated him. Get the fuck off me, you mutt. That shit was so fucked Tom, up. Tom, you roll. All right, so what we're doing here how is... How funny would it if Tommy punched him? It would have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been the best thing ever. Like, just uppercuts him. And look, Tommy Wiseau was kind of an asshole, too, but in a in an innocent... Uh, Mentally challenged kind of... <laughs> you really think he's mentally Dude, I mean, he read, treated people like shit. You gotta shit. read the book. Yeah. It's like... Dude's dude's a fucking neurotic motherfucker. We don't know if like he he's done this to Franco too. Like he probably treats him like shit as well. I I, I think he's in autopilot at this point. I don't think he did. That's we my belief know. though. That's my belief. All right, so we're gonna roll the dice here. Harvey's exempt. He gets to uh, stand this one out and uh, pick the the movie for the loser. Between All right, let's three. get some good rolls here. That was an awful roll. Well, well you should Got take the it though. Score <laughs> twelve. Well, I guess you would. Well, I mean, winning. Or yeah. You're out. I don't get to win like the old Steve, days. Steve got a one. Well, I lost. Steve got a one. Unless Steve got a one? Holy shit, I thought it was a two. I'm blind. Oh, just to let you know, guys, I got some score. I got some Should numbers I that I'm going to be talking about after this. You get oh, my God. Up? Yeah, I got oh, some numbers. Up. So you got to give a move to Steve. Yeah, yeah. Because so I'm not getting lower. I'm not getting You're going to get a one, bro. Eight. Eight. I'm good, bro. All right. Harvey, you got to pick a movie for Steve. So you pick a movie for me, and I'm gonna go through some. Uh, I'm gonna talk yeah, as you're uh, going through your list. Okay. Steve, Steve so, teased me on this, right? Steve went went through the episodes, right? He was. Doing I went through all 40, 40 plus episodes and recounted the topics, not only the topics, but how many times people lost, and the numbers are pretty interesting. You tallied them up. Tallied What's oh, the score? Give me one second. I have to pull up my docs. Do do fourth place all the way to first place. Gotcha. Even well, even. obviously, you all know who the fuck fourth place is. Is Sean? Nope. You. It's you? Yeah. I'm like second, I think. That's impossible. It's got to be me. It's got to be me. <laughs> it's got to be me. Okay. Sorry. I'm finally pulling up the doc. So, obviously, fourth place is me with a score of... This guess what? Losses? Guess what? Guess how much the score is. Just put a number out there. Is this your, the score is the number of losses? Yeah. Okay. Five. Well, out of forty something episodes, um, I would go like ten. What am, what am I guessing? No, 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 no not ten. Ten. How I many times seven. I lost? Doing seven. How many times you've lost? Yeah. Out of forty-seven episodes. Yeah. Forty-six. I would say about five, five or six. I would say five. Okay, so the number is nine. Oh. Well, that's interesting because yeah. that means everybody else lost way more than I expected. Uh, so. <laughs> I lost nine times, but the interesting thing, we forgot that there was a point in time where Tom didn't lose for like several episodes straight. 
Like, you didn't lose. Wait, I, I thought he lost the like, first episode. He lost the first episode, but from there on, it was Preservation. Harvey, me, Harvey, Sean, Sean, Harvey, Harvey, me, Harvey. Something me. was going right Dude, dude, <laughs> go, there was like all right, continuous. So, what, so what's the numbers? Go Just from, give us the numbers. Yeah, go from lowest, which was, all I right. guess, you. Yeah, I'm the lowest. All right, okay, who's the third place? Guess. Probably Sean. Is it, I, 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 it, I like to assume I think it's I give it with those statistics you just gave me that I went that long without losing. I could be third place. Yeah. Well, it's Sean. Okay, oh. I thought so. With a score of so. eleven. So then I guess I know who's le- number one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it would be interesting if Shomo was number one. <laughs> I think it could uh, be second dude. place. Any ideas, Shomo? I mean, I hate to tell it to Harvey, but I think it might be me. Yeah, you are second place. Of course, with, <laughs> I already know. With twelve, wait, did we predict with these numbers 12. last week? Yeah, yeah. with twelve. <laughs> wait, Sean had eleven. Yeah, I only had eleven. So nine, yeah. eleven, twelve. I had ele- yeah. one movie over okay, you. I, and then, dude, I just the, calculated. the man Holy of the shit. people, the man of the people. I already, I already <laughs> did the math in my head. He did it in his head. Guess how much times you lost, Harvey. I mean, what's eleven plus twelve? He's lost fifteen times. That's not that bad. But guess how many times Harvey declared he was going to change the goddamn game every oh, week. You counted that too? 47? <laughs> 48? How many times? Yo, we're looking at 30 plus episodes. Yo, every episode, every single time Harvey lost. I fucking hate this game. I'm changing it. We get a new Three game next week. Three-fourths of this podcast. <laughs> For 30 plus episodes, Harvey held strong and then something happened. And like 32, Which I is think? pretty funny. He won. Or he didn't win, but he the assigned you a movie. Yeah, the last time he lost was... Or like the one time he did lost at episode 32. He declared it, but then after that, something happened. And he just stopped declaring it. And then that's when Tom lost and this I lost. This is life Tom, now. <laughs> and he's just expecting himself to lose constantly. But he stopped declaring it after episode 30-something. Okay. 32, I believe. All right. Well... You got a movie, Harvey? Uh, we're still playing... <laughs> That's interesting. You gonna th- get Steve thanks something? for pulling up the stats, Steve. That took me a whole hour of my life. That's a lot of a lot of time put into that for no reason at all. No, I, he I, did I this at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing else going on. I like to think that I lose the most in life, but I mean, Harvey got me beat on the game. Well, my score is up to now uh, ten. Hmm. Got anything, Harvey? You need a break? Oh no, uh, I'm ready right now. Okay, so what are you gonna give uh, Steve? I'm over gonna here? give Steve. I was. I have a list that I made, and uh, it has some punish, some punishing. Dude, uh, I think on we sh- it. you should give a punishment. American no, honey. No, but you said last week you were going to give. a punishment. I was going to, but American, um, honey. American honey. I'm not going to do it because I'm. I really want someone to see this movie. It's been on my list for a little bit now, and uh, have you not seen it? What's up? It's been on your watch list. It's on my to list give to give somebody. people. Oh. oh, okay. To give you, you losers. It is Taipei Story. Never seen it. Uh, Same director as uh, Three Times? No. Right, it's, just, uh, that was racist. It is, it is, a, it is a Taiwanese movie. Uh, made in 1980-something. I believe 1985, maybe. Uh, People are always giving Steve good shit. It's a it's a good movie. Um, I'm, I'm if, no, punishments from now on. I've, yeah. Do every other movie. Next time, uh, next time I... Uh, of a movie, it will be Somebody's gonna watch Jupiter Ascendant that hasn't seen it yet. Oh, Ooh. I've seen that piece of shit. I'm not gonna you watch it. You should have gave Steve Jupiter Ascendant. <laughs> I nah. didn't even think about that. I would watch Jupiter I've Ascendant. To, That's the funniest I thing. I feel like you might like it, but I've tried that to is do, a great A horse shit. I've tried to do like a hard delete that was a fun of one. that shit in my brain, and I was pretty successful until you brought it up. 
Remember the rollerblades? <laughs> the the fucking the fruit the, booting. And the go face. <laughs> Sci-fi fruit booting all over the what, fucking what city. It, what was that video game? Jet Set Radio or something? <laughs> yeah, fucking Jet Set all jet over set. the fucking city. <laughs> with his fucking dumbass ears. Like, what the fuck was going on in that? Oh, movie? poor Tatum. You know, you know, fun fact. Uh, before they gave him those, like, fruit booting things, it's supposed to be a scooter. <laughs> You're lying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a razor? <laughs> How funny would that be? <laughs> <laughs> like some kind of hologram s thing that he whips out of uh, like a little device. Yeah, it's like a fucking size of like a USB yeah. stick, and Fuck then he yeah, opens like, it, and it fucking like. But but he over. still has to use his foot to stop, like one leg dragon. <laughs> dragon the atom. Hop on. All right, well, All right, Steve uh, looks watch like Taipei Steve story. Washington. Where can you find this? Does he have to use money collection? Yeah, um, to acquire it. I have it, but my friend currently has it. Wow. Um, you can you can find it, or yeah, I can help find you it. find it. If not, then I will uh, acquire my uh, copy back. Okay. All right. Reacquire that, it. That about does it for Anything us. Anything else you guys want to mention coming up in the week? Any any concerts? Anybody going to any shows? No shows. It's for a me. slump in the year. January's always rough. Yeah, we're gonna it's we're gonna be cold. moving through uh, some slumps. Yeah. But you know we got Black Panther coming up, so. That's literally that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Was that the only good thing coming out soon? Uh, February and January. Uh, no, yeah. that uh, that uh, it's that one movie you were never really here. Isn't it coming out soon? Oh, oh yeah. it's, uh, well, I think that's already out. It, it was a limited release. Yeah, I don't think it. Or a I remember seeing. I remember seeing it. Play it ain't festival out here. release. It ain't I mean. out here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, I don't have that. anything to mention as well. We can all get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah it's late. Yeah, definitely check us out on the old uh, social media. Leave us a review. A review helps us. If you on do, iTunes, if you do enjoy listening, the the uh, iTunes review does help get us into the rotations when people type in film podcast. Hey, I was I was uh, B- BTS, but why not mention here? Uh, I was thinking about some stickers. I know you do you did some stickers in the past for your own shit. So. Right. Well, those are those are high quality. Oh yeah, we don't, that'd we be kind of cool to give out to some people to rep us. Sure. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. That's BTS, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with our live Oscar watch, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We got Social Do the Right Podcast. Do the Right Film Podcast. Do the, do the Right Podcast. Do the Right Film underscore podcast That's how, on Instagram. Do the Right Podcast is the show where we talk about the behind the scenes of Do the Right Film. Basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Listen, check us out. A- after the show. Yeah. Like that Walking Dead thing. <laughs> Talking Dead. Yeah. We're on uh, Facebook. You know, we have a website, dotherightfilm.com. Retweet us. You know, if if you uh, you know see our episode posted on Twitter. Uh, hey, you guys are fucking assholes. Tom Hanks is the greatest actor ever alive. Retweet that to us. I want to hear your opinions. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what if, what if the Oscars reached out to us? <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> like fuck you guys. <laughs> That would and you ain't shit. I'd be excited about that, actually, <laughs> if they said fuck you guys. Like they wrote a handwritten letter. Like <laughs> Them saying you ain't shit. The committee. Would like fuck you guys. You guys are banned. Like we're on a blacklist. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I want to be on their blacklist. Yeah, fuck them. At old, least we'd be on a list. At least we'd be somewhere. Yeah, on somebody's yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> All right. Before we end the, the show with a self-deprecative deprecative, uh, mood, let's... Uh, Let's go out on happy now. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We appreciate you. Toodaloo. We need a catchphrase. We need a catchphrase.